What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk. This is episode 84. This is the second time I'm saying this. I'm saying it all backwards from how I normally say it. 84 part two. 84 part two. <laughs> Let's do it. What's up, Wink? How you doing? Oh, not a lot. Just kind of hanging out, ready to talk some swaga, announce some stuff. Uh, you know, hell of a lot going on tonight. <laughs> A whole lot of stuff going on, and kind of made things crazy here at the beginning. But we are back. We are ready to do this. I assume everyone can hear me. If not, then I don't know what to do now. But anyways, what's what's you know why 84 is special to me? I have no idea. Why is 84 special to you? It was my football number. <laughs> oh, that explains a lot. I figured you would have been more of a, like, 62 guy. Why, do I look like a lineman? <laughs> like, like, look at these arms. I'm not pushing anybody around, all right? So. Uh, that's fair. I don't know what you're getting at. Um, oh, Darth Molly's on to something in the chat. Oh, yeah, what's he got to say? Snazzy new gear? Hmm. Oh, oh okay. And yeah. shirts. <laughs> well, I thought you meant right, the shirt. So, I thought he meant the shirt. So, tell him what the deal is. All right, everybody. So, the big announcement. This is what you've been waiting for. Uh, you might be able to tell by the sound of my voice coming in much clearer than it usually does that a few things have changed. Granted, there were technical difficulties that had nothing to do with the awesome new stuff we have. It came from <laughs> me trying to uh work all my interfaces but uh yeah so the big announcement is we are now sponsored by blue microphones so the awesome guys over at blue microphone that a couple of their uh their guys that listen to the show and uh love it and um they love the show so they decided that they were going to hook us up with some stuff to uh make our show sound even better than it did and uh, yeah, so we got some sweet uh, what Bluetooth headphones, the blue satellites. These headphones are incredible. Yeah, dude, these things are sick. You got the amp in yes. it and the noise canceling; it's ridiculous. And then uh-huh. you got uh, we got these really sweet uh, Spark XL uh, microphones that are really nice. Uh, so yeah, everything should be sounding even better on the podcast. Yep going forward and that's all thanks to blue microphones i don't know how many of you guys have seen 
that little cone-shaped uh, mic I used to have here, but that was also a blue microphone, uh, the Blue Yeti, which I loved, and I still have over there. It's watching down on me. But uh, yeah, so we are now <laughs> sponsored by Blue Microphones, and uh, hopefully everything for you guys will sound even better now than it did before. So yeah, so, um, to, why don't you go into clear, the... As exciting as this is, uh, we'll we'll get to some ways that this sponsorship is exciting for all of our listeners as well. Here, shortly. yeah, this doesn't just um, help us. This is also pretty exciting for you guys. So we'll tell you about indeed. that in a second. In fact, it will be exciting for you tonight if you're in the live chat. So stay tuned for that. But what do you what do you got there, Wink? Well, um, I was going to say. Something else that's really awesome that Blue is doing is uh, if you want to go pick up any of their gear, you can go to bluedesigns.com and use the promo code SOPOD for Shattered Order Pod. And you can go and get 20% off anything in their store. So uh, go check that out. Punch that code in and let them know that we sent you and get your 20% off. For sure. That's SOPOD. You'll definitely get a... It's a it's a sweet deal on some really awesome stuff, so you can't beat that uh, that discount for sure. Yep. So, <laughs> but the one thing I wanted to say, the part that that now where we can give back to you all for listening is we also are able to give away some awesome blue microphone stuff. So on this episode, we're gonna have a question about this podcast. For you guys, at some point, I'm not going to tell you when, but if you're in the live stream chat and you are the first person to answer the question correctly, you'll win your choice of a pair of headphones or a Blue Yeti microphone. So, I don't know, if you don't know too much about Blue's products, you should know that they are really high quality stuff and this prize is top notch for sure. Especially if you wanted to get into... YouTubing or podcasting or any of that kind of stuff, or even just wanted sweet headphones to uh, game with and all that other good stuff. So that'll happen a little bit later, and uh, it'll be a surprise when it happens, but uh, stay tuned for that. We got a trivia question for you. This is something that we're going to be doing every month. Yes. This isn't a one-time thing. This is an every-month thing. So we're going to switch up how we... How we give out the giveaway each month, but uh, we will be giving something away every single month from Blue. So we're really excited about this. Really excited yep. to get to share it with you guys, and uh, hopefully you guys are excited for it too. So, And have the show sounding much better is the goal. <laughs> exactly. So, with that... With that nice big announcement out there now, we'll go to some of the more mundane housekeeping that we like to do here. But the uh, if you want to follow if you want to follow us on Twitter, our podcast at it is at the shattered or at shattered order. If you want to join our Discord, where most of the questions and answers that we're going to answer later on in this podcast came from. If you ever want to be someone that asks these questions for the podcast, you can go to discord.me slash shattered order and join our discord. 
And that way you can you can also help influence the show and get your questions out there and answered on the podcast. And finally, if you want to send in a listener intro or you would like to give us feedback about anything that we've said on the show, uh, prove us wrong about something, you know, anything, the shattered order at gmail.com. Yeah, it's fine. I can take criticism. I'm, I'm good with it. But uh, the shattered order at gmail.com. So send it there and uh, yeah, look forward to hearing from you. So cool. one last, or yeah, one last thing here. Uh, I've mentioned it before. I think I forgot to mention it last week. I mentioned it the week before that though. But our alliance, the order, has a new player guild called Future of the Order. And I think we're about 35 out of 50 now on new players, ranging between level 22 when you start guilds to level 85 and uh we're still looking to fill all those spots so if you're a new player that's listening to the podcast and want to get in on an, a group that is very helpful uh looking to progress as a group to hopefully get everyone's rosters in a good spot doing well in arena in territory battles territory wars everything if you if that's the type of guild that you are interested in being a part of um, hit me up on Discord sometime after the show or this week, and we would love to have you in the order. So, heck yeah, Swaga. Now that all of that has happened, there's still other cool stuff to talk about, right? So, first off, what have you been doing this week? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? You forget that we have audio drops now. <laughs> I'm so this bad This week, that. man, this week, I uh, haven't really done a whole lot. Um, oh, wait, actually, that's not true. Um, I have argued relentlessly with people over whether Holdo is actually good or completely awful. Because people think she is absolutely completely awful, and I absolutely completely disagree. So uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of that arguing. Uh, I'm still using her in my arena team, and I think she is absolutely fantastic. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. What about you? <laughs> so you've been a Holdo apologist all week long, huh? I have. Yes. Never thought. Never thought I'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, as far as I go, I've been working on my troopers still, still gearing them. I think I, I got all of them to gear 10 now. Um, I'm trying to work some of them to gear 11 now, starting with snow trooper. Cause I just want all that extra damage for sure. Um, but also modding them correctly since dark side territory battles is going to be starting here in a few days. And I really want those, uh, two shards. Did I say two shards? Okay. We'll get to that. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm trying to get my troopers ready, and that's pretty much all I've been doing this week, besides raids and all the other good times. So that is where what I've been doing this week. Now, the more important thing is what has what has CG been doing this week? So uh, uh, that's a great question. Uh, hey, where am I looking for? Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. 
I just, I didn't go. know if you had a sound drop for that, so I just sat and bit. I was just going to sit yep. and be quiet until you did something. Oh, I do. I have plenty uh, of sound drops. <laughs> That's funny. Grande, do they allow us to send packages to prison? That might <laughs> that might make you ineligible. That's all I know. All right, update. A lot of stuff in this uh, update. Funny part yeah, is, hell yeah, there was. Funny part is, we got two real updates this week. Stuff that went yes. into the game now, stuff that's going to come into the game later, and just a crap ton to talk about. So it's nuts. Indeed. But the first thing I wanted to talk about is these um, reworks for Darth Vader and Palpatine. So. You had yeah, that Palpatine was... quote on the What's Ahead a couple of weeks ago, and it turns out yep. that uh, a lot of the speculation that it meant a Palpatine Zeta was right, and when in fact it actually meant, what, two? Two Palpatine Zetas? Uh, yes, I believe that is the case. <laughs> Which is pretty exciting if you've been holding on to Zetas and you're an Empire guy. Uh, although... If you've been watching any of the videos from the Game Changers, some of those guys, people are really not too enamored with Emperor Palpatine at all. Uh, most people saying that he's not worth the Zeta. Um, why don't we get into what they changed with Palpatine and see what we think? That sounds like a lovely idea. So let me bring this up here. No, literally, let me bring this up here. What's going on here? All right. I've already got it up, so I'll go ahead and start talking about his basic ability, which they didn't really change. They just added the wording as far as what Shock does. Mm -hmm. His first special, which is the power of the dark side, that is his AoE stun. That ability, what they did was add offense up. Previously, offense up was given on his heal, but now it's given on his AoE, which is really nice because that's typically the first ability he's going to use, so he's kind of going to start off by giving Empire offense up from the very beginning, which is a huge bonus. Uh, when we get to a second special, they kind of reworded the whole thing, it seems like, but basically what they did was uh, adding health steal up for one turn. So he actually has an entirely new buff that wasn't in the game before, and that's health steal up. I am not sure yeah. what the percentage is on that, though. So is there a new buff icon? Because I haven't seen this yet. There is. It's kind of cool looking, too. Huh. What's it look like? Yeah. Uh, it's like a weird <laughs> little arrow triangle pyramid looking thing or something. I'm sorry. Odd, All I could think of was the uh, BB-8 poop emoji debacle just now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Classic. Uh... Yeah, we got several people saying different things in the chat, so I am not actually sure exactly what it is. Uh, okay, that's two people saying 25%. 25% health still be pre pretty darn nice. That is not bad at all. No, not now, at all. Now, the big thing is the leader ability. Um, You basically know his leader ability did before i'll go ahead and read the whole thing just to refresh your memory but this is the final text with the zeta i'll pause and mention what the zeta is when we get there empire and sith allies have plus 35 percent potency and plus 35 percent max health jedi rebel enemies have not minus 35 percent potency and minus 35 percent evasion 
When an Empire ally inflicts a debuff during the turn, they gain 20% turn meter. When a Sith ally inflicts a debuff during their turn, they gain, or sorry, they recover 20% health. This is the Zeta. When a debuff on an enemy expires, Empire and Sith allies gain 5% turn meter. Now, what do you think about that? That's uh, that's something they've been doing a lot in these leader abilities is adding the turn meter gain. So, I'll tell you what I think about that. This, okay. this Rex's leader was awesome forever, right? And the big thing that made it awesome was all the turn meter gain. Yeah. So adding turn meter gain to me, it's a recipe that they knew worked. And they're just doing it over again now for a lot of these other leaders to, or even with some uniques to say, all right, well, we know this worked for Rex. Let's see if we can add this into what we're already doing with this Zeta to make this even better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I don't, granted, they're all different what, what they do to give the turn meter, but um, so far, a lot of them have been pretty good. So, yeah. for example, so, like RJT's uh, Every Time Exposed is put out, or Fins is the other all, way, and Rex, so. And they're all a little bit different mechanics. So, like, Ray, you have the 70% chance to inflict one on a crit, and they basically crit, you know, 80 90% of the time. So, that's really f- geared towards what they do well. This is kind of the same way. Gaining 5% turn meter whenever a debuff expires, I mean, Empire, that's that's what they do or debuff. So if you have a Vader who has three dots on someone and their turn goes, they lose those three dots, that's 15% turn meter to all Sith and Empire characters. Mm-hmm. That is definitely not insignificant. Um, I I don't get what all the you know, dislike is on Palpatine. I'm probably going to end up Zetaing him this weekend and building a team just because I think he is that good. Um, I really love this leader building. I think it's awesome because there's quite a variety of Empire characters that you can, you know, throw into the teams. Obviously Vader, but then, you know, you have Death Trooper and uh, Thrawn, Tarkin. I mean, you have quite a bit of... uh, of debuffs that can actually be inflicted, which will really allow these guys to just keep keep going. And something else. Um oh wait, no, never mind. It's whenever it expires. So because it's whenever it expires, I assume a cleanse will not I don't know. It would well, still it's a lot during it, a cleanse. Yeah, it's the same as the holdo taunt. Or it should be. All the wording should be the same. If it's worded the okay, same, yeah. that makes then sense. it would be every time. So okay, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I think a lot of a lot of what people were talking about with him still with this Zeta was his survivability. But the thing about it, right, is I don't know if people were using him at Gear Twelve or not. Because I once we get through this his unique with the Zeta on it, I, I got some some stats on those numbers that he has at gear twelve and Ooh, how those exciting. chunks are uh, a little better off. So very go cool. Right ahead. Let's tell us what let's that go unique ahead and talk is. Talk about that. Uh, this is the final text with the Zeta. 
When Palpatine is active, at the start of each enemy turn, they take damage equal to 20% of their max health for each of the following. They are shocked, they are a Jedi, they are a rebel. This damage can't defeat enemies. Palpatine has plus 50% max protection. And when he inflicts shock, he gains 5% max protection until the end of the encounter. Yeah, so... um. With this, right? We're talking about clunky Palpatines that can't survive anything. Um, I know for one of our guys in our guild that just uh, zaded him, that at gear 12, when they just put him at gear 12, he's sitting at 32,000 health and 42,000 protection based on the mods that he has on him. And keep in mind that 30, what was the health number on that? 32,000, I believe. So if he's at 32,000 and he gets the plus 35%, that's 43,000 total. Yeah, I can't... Re- From his leader. I don't know if he did the math on that to be include the leader. I don't know. All I know is the numbers that he set out, put out there knowing that they were gotcha. way chunkier than he ever was. So, Yeah, no, that's... I mean... That's been the problem with him. He's so damn easy to kill. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, pretty impressive in my opinion. Yep. Uh, I, um, he's definitely, well, with the Zetas, I think he's definitely more intriguing to me than his, him just being a person on my dark side roster for territory battles was before. Yeah. So. He's very interesting. I'm probably going to try to build a team with him because I think it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I think he's going to be really, really good. Yeah. He looks fun, for sure. Um, all right, why don't we move on to Darth Vader? Well, let's do it. All right, so... The rework on Darth Vader wasn't huge. However, they did change some pretty obvious things that uh, the community and, well, really any Star Wars fan would have found odd. So on his basic ability before, it was Jedi targets cannot evade or resist the ability block. Now rebels are included, which (laughs) makes sense because he's more of a, I mean... He's more fighting the rebels. You think of him fighting the rebels more so than Jedi. So that is... uh, Wow, that's a thought, isn't it? How many Jedi did he fight as Darth Vader? One. Two. Uh, Well, Luke. Luke and Obi-Wan? I don't watch Rebels. Did he he ever fight any of the rebels? That's fair. I haven't seen Rebels. I I don't know. I'm I'm just saying. It's... it's, It's weird that it was only Jedi before for Darth Vader instead of Rebels, but okay. Indeed. Um, All right, so his Force Crush ability, uh, they made it to where it cannot be countered. Um, That is awesome. On an AoE, that is basically like inflicting days for one turn on that. Yes, that is amazing. Along with all your dots. Along with all your dots, indeed. Beautiful. Hello, Wampa Smash. <laughs> Sorry, um, I got Wampa on the brain. Uh, yeah, that's a surprise. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> uh, so the big thing was Vader always had this great leader, Billy, where he had the never-ending dots. He had the awesome Force Crush. 
the uh, the death swing and so the one thing he didn't have was a unique ability. So what do they do? They add a unique ability, and I think this ability is absolutely fantastic, even without the Zeta. So. At the start of each encounter, Darth Vader gains 8 speed until the end of that encounter for... Oh my god, wow. Until the end of that encounter for each of the following. Empire ally, Sith ally, Jedi enemy, Rebel enemy. This is the Zeta part. Darth Vader is immune to turn meter reduction and recovers 5% health when a damage over time effect on any enemy expires. And that part was something that was kind of contested this week. People weren't sure how that worked because his the dots are always there. Well, the dots last, uh, you know, two turns, and then they fall off. So when they fall off, he recovers the, all that health. And then because of his leader ability, those dots reapply immediately. So yep. every two turns, all the dots that he has out there are going to heal him when they fall off. It's... yeah. It's a lot of health, and he's a chunky, chunky dude as far as health and protection goes. So that's really going to be a good amount of healing for him. Yep. And now the biggest thing, though. So if you'll notice that Darth Vader is both a Sith and an Empire. So no matter what, even if he's by himself with this unique ability, he has an additional 16 speed that he didn't have before because that counts him. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, so... As you may have gathered from what I just said, you can double up. So if Emperor Palpatine is Sith or, you know, say Sith and Empire, if the character is both of those, he will double up on the on the speed. So, uh, you know, Ezra will give him 16 speed. Wedge will only give him eight, etc. You get the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is huge. And something else to really point out point out is that it's at the start of each encounter the one thing i'm really interested to see i'm pretty sure based on the wording is that that will stack each stage in dark side territory battles so if you start phase one you have a team of say all empire and sith he has that he would have you know uh what plus 80 speed for that and then he would also be getting speed for the enemies. You go the next one, he would gain more additional speed. Okay, here's where... Um, okay. That's my understanding, Maybe not. At least. So... What? Okay, yes, exactly. I can, I can tell you why that will not work exactly. So, Wampa's Furious Foe ability. Okay. Uh, whenever you use it in the same encounter, he gains 40% accuracy, 40% crit chance, and 40% offense stacking. So all of it stacks throughout the encounter. Oh. Um, yes. When you okay. go from phase one into phase two, you have to you have to wind him back up. He starts right back at zero. And his is, his is worded the exact same as Vader's. So Okay, there was something I completely missed. Until the end of that encounter. So, yes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, but it, it, he, he could have say what? Yeah. He could have 80 speed from his team and then could also be getting another 40 speed from the rebels. Actually, sometimes there's more than five. So, I mean, he could be getting a 130, 140 speed in, in those battles. 
Mm -hmm. That is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. I I like this ability. Um, I like the fact that the speed is all from without the Zeta, but uh, being immune to turn meter reduction is is huge uh, in a lot of areas too. So I I mean, yeah, not being immune to turn meter reduction. Um, probably worth the Zeta if you're going to use them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to me, it's the same as. Here we go again. It, to me, it's the same as Wampus Fury's foe Zeta. It's and it's a nice thing to have for certain situations, but not completely necessary for the character overall. Because, yeah. you know, for Wampa, for example, healing immunity when he does that ability that can't be countered or resisted, totally cool. But not totally necessary either. So, yeah, fits in certain situations, not in all. But yeah, I like this. I I think they both. I I don't think that these. Here's what I like about Vader's changes. They didn't touch the leader ability. So, the way I use him and what teams I use him in will never was not affected at all. It can only get better. So, I'm very happy about that because I was worried. So, yeah. So back to the update. Back to the by, update. By the way, before we move on in the update, let me just ask one you one more question. You are you going to Zeta any of those abilities? I I soon very s- seriously like is it high on your list. The what? I said soon. Like, is it high on your list? Uh, yeah, I'm seriously thinking I'm going to do Palpatine this weekend. Um, you can come back and check our discord channel, see what I actually did or not. Um, there's actually already a few people running Palpatine in my arena. I haven't got to fight it yet, but, um, I am very, very seriously considering it. Uh, I can take him and Vader to gear 12 and I'm probably going to do it. Gotcha. Yep. I think that if any if any of the three I'm gonna do the closest I am is is Vader. I'm gonna think of him a few pieces pieces from Gear Twelve, so he would probably be the first one I did. But I'm still sticking to my. I got two Zetas right now. One of them I still need to put on Veers before that part of Dark Side territory battles. So I'll be doing that oh, this yeah. week, and then uh, I'm still trying to debate on whether I want to do Starks or not. So we'll just we shall see. I definitely won't be doing Starks, but I like Veers a hell of a lot. <laughs> so, beyond those reworks, we also got a new character kit this week. So that was pretty unexpected of who it was at the very least. Because I would have thought it would have been a for uh, the Last Jedi character, right? Wouldn't that have been your you assumption? Think. Yeah, that was my assumption. Nope. <laughs> it's a... Uh, Old Republic, actually, it, which got a lot of people excited. At first, but it quickly started to make sense. It, it took a day the for the next post they yeah. made for it to make total sense. Yep, for sure. All right, so we're so, looking at uh, Sith Marauder. You have that guy pulled up on the live stream? Uh, I will in two shakes of a lamb's tail. He is pretty Boom, there awesome. He is. Uh, He's a dark side Sith attacker. This guy is definitely cool looking. One of the coolest watched, looking characters. 
Have you looked at the abilities, the animations on them? Dude, that that special ability looks crazy. It's awesome. The saber yes, throw? I totally agree. Is just yes. <laughs> ridiculous. It is legit. Exactly. No doubt about it. Uh so let's let's run through his kit real quick and just kind of see where we think he probably fits in um fits in with Palpatine and Vader and all that good stuff. So his basic ability is strength through passion, deal physical damage, target enemy, and inflict offense down for two turns. Love it. Uh, offense down. Yep. Love it. Yep. Great, great debuff. And that's because something else. Debuff on basic could be useful with Palpatine. Yes, for sure. I mean, this is one of the reasons I love Kanan. I mean, just beyond the fact that in the, in the Phoenix team, just beyond the fact that he's the tank and he provides the uh, counters. But the fact that he counters and throws down offense down is what makes me love Kanan in the Phoenix team. Oh, yeah. So having a dark side guy that's basic is throwing offense down in one of the newer uh, teams, like with the reworked Vader or or Palpatine, is pretty awesome to me. I love yeah. offense down. Because you could feel it. You, every time you get hit by someone with offense down, you can tell how much oh, it's yeah. taken out. It is quite noticeable, no doubt about it. Um, so his first special, and this these animations are just awesome. It's actually his only special ability, but uh, it's victory through power. The final text says, deal physical damage, target enemy, and grant all allies potency up for two turns. Uh... So if this attacks characters, um, if this attack scores critical hit, reduce target's max health by 15% until the end of the encounter, not resistible. And on raid bosses, it simply ignores armor. This is, that's, that's just a nuts... That's crazy to me. It's like a health down, only it's literally... You can't Permanent. do anything about it, as long yeah. as it crits. And if you look yep. at the GIF, you can see... What it does to those little health bars on uh, on HK forty seven, like they get a little bit wider, knowing that there's not that big of a the health pool's not as big as yeah. it was. I mean, fifteen percent's pretty significant. That's I mean, not a small margin at all. Uh, yeah, and that's not stuff that they can recover back, which is nice. The unique ability, the Force shall set me free. Sith Marauder has plus 10% defense, plus 10% health steal, and plus 10% tenacity for each buff on all characters. Sith Marauder has plus 2% crit chance, plus 2% offense, plus 2% potency for each debuff on all characters. When an enemy uses an ability outside of their turn, Sith Marauder gains 20% turn meter. Hello, CLS. Uh, or Jedi, Jedi Ray with, um, BB-8. BB-8. Like whenever there's that, you know, double assist, that's 40% turn meter right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. This, I, dude, this, I love the last two characters. Is it? No, it's not the last two because I'll hold Owen Rose. But I liked First Order Executioner, three abilities, simple kit, awesome kit. Same deal with Sith Sith Marauder. Three abilities, all three of them working together awesome. 
doing some really cool things. I, I really like the way that they've simplified some of these characters, newer characters that they come out with. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's simple simplifying the kits, not making characters too complicated, but they're still pretty damn good, even though they have pretty, you know, what appear to be simple kits and these awesome animations. These, uh, the art design guys, they have been quite busy, I think. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, uh, you saw them, the new, the new art for the Palpatine event. That thing looks awesome. The, the, uh, art for this character, the design for the character. I mean, they've got even the, I don't even think we talked about this last week, but there's a new art for the credit height, credit heist, credit hoist. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. The credit heist has new art. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Yep. They've been working. Looks good. So here's the big question. Uh, where do you think Sith Marauder fits in? Like uh, with Emperor Palpatine, with Vader, Darth Nihilus, perhaps? Uh, what would what do you think kind of the strategy would be there? Um, I think that he would work really well with Palpatine because Agreed. of his unique and all the synergies it has with debuffs and buffs. So I think that throwing him with Palpatine and the fact that he does his own buff on his ba- debuff on his basic, I think that he would work really well with Palpatine. Yeah, for sure. Uh, something else I like about pairing him with Palpatine is the potency up. So more potency means less chance of debuffs getting resisted, which is always a good thing. Um, oh yeah. I-, I heard people talking about using. You know, some of these uh, rework characters with Darth Nihilus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to run over his leader ability real quick because that's kind of been a topic of discussion. Sith allies gain 60% offense and 150% health steal. Sith allies lose all protection and gain that much max health. Sith allies are immune to healing effects that aren't health steal and can't score critical hits. Well, that doesn't help. Uh, that's not so. You're never going to get the max health reduction from uh, Sith Marauder under Darth Nihilus. Uh, that is correct because Sith Marauder will not be scoring critical hits, which is rather unfortunate. But um, having the additional offense uh, and the health steal could still prove to be quite useful. I mean, plus 60% offense is not insignificant at all. Mm. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about was the uh, being immune to healing effects that aren't health steal. So, you know, uh, Emperor Palpatine has his his ability where he heals himself Sith Trooper does. So I don't know that if you're going to be using much Empire, um, you know, Darth Nihilus lead is probably not the way you would want to go. Another idea that I heard about that I found quite interesting, I didn't even know this was his Zeta leader ability, to be perfectly honest. Um, Where is it? Oh, Grand Marf Tarkin. Mm -hmm. This, this I think, seems pretty interesting. Uh, Empire allies gain 30% or sorry, 
Empire Allies gain 30 speed, inflict defense down, and expose for two turns on all enemies that fall below 100% health during Empire Allies' turns. This effect can't be resisted. What's interesting about that is what Emperor Palpatine does whenever it's his turn. Oh, right. Crackling Doom. Crackling Doom? That's the name of it, I think. Uh, his unique, yes. Where he, rem- or, not his unique, his uh, heal ability. Where he takes the 20% health from... Oh, okay, all- yeah. Um... Oh, wait, no, it is Crackling Doom does the, uh... Takes health away from all the, uh... Well, hold on, that, that's at the start of each enemy turn, so it won't happen then because of the, uh, during Empire Ally turns. But, the Let the Hate Flow, uh, that should do it because all allies, um all other units lose 5% health. I would assume that would count for exposing. Gotcha. Um, Something that AC points out in the chat is uh, another point about Darth Nihilus. He actually thinks this is what they may have been talking about uh, actually using this under Darth, or sorry, an Emperor Palpatine lead, is having Darth Nihilus unique Zaded. And that See, I'm, is, I'm liking this a lot better than the the leader for Nihilus yes. idea because the the auto debuff on there is already strong under that Palpatine yep. lead. Uh, so at the start of each of his turns, Darth Nihilus inflicts damage over time for two turns on a random enemy that doesn't have any debuffs. If all enemies are debuffed, inflict damage over time on a random enemy. At the start of each enemy turn, Nihilus inflicts health down on them for two turns. So, whenever he goes, he is inflicting debuffs. So, if he's like, so, um, he's not Empire, so that would not work with Tarkin. But the, uh, let's see, the leader ability for Emperor Palpatine, the gaining 20% turn meter. Whenever they in, well, no, that's Empire. <laughs> what is happening right well, now? Well, I have no what? idea where. Oh, there it is. Sorry. When a debuff on an enemy expires, they gain the five percent turn meter. What's nice about Darth Nihilus is from the very beginning, even if you're going against a faster team, you're inflicting debuffs. So yep. if you are going against, say, a Ray Jedi training team, BB-8 starts out immediately. He starts out with a debuff. He attacks. He gives Jedi training Ray full health. And then whoever she calls in gets cleansed, typically BB-8. That will give your team 5% turn meter. While it's not significant, I mean, 5% turn meter does and will make a difference. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because that's just one turn. Now you're waiting. As you keep going, you're just going to keep gaining. Yep. And in the end, you add all that on top of each other, you're in a much better spot than someone not gaining any. So, Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, Sith Marauder will definitely be pretty interesting in those teams too. 
uh, the health steal will be out of control with, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you're, it's Sith Marauder. You're going to want to, uh, mod for health. Basically. It kind of reminds me of if you let Maul get off his AOE when he's almost dead. Oh, or if yeah. you let, or if you got Baze almost dead and it becomes his turn with the 700 dots and he's just healed all the way back. That's what it's going to be for him. He's got yep. all that health steal. The minute he takes a turn, even if he's almost dead, he's bringing it all back. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, Got some like pretty him. interesting mechanics going on here for sure. And uh yeah, Sith Marauder has that double lightsaber throw is legit looking. Yeah, you know what's funny is the 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 basic that everyone seems to love as well looks exactly like Darth Sidious to me. I thought the same thing. It looks just it's like Darth Sidious's basic to me, which is fine similar yep. because he's got his own special that nobody has, but uh, the basic looks the same to me. Yep. Which I think is a cool looking ability anyway. Kind of miss seeing it. Sid- Sidious has some sweet looking abilities anyway, so yeah, having the, another person doing that works for me. So. Yep. All right. All right. Well, moving on. So Shadow of Malachor is the name of his marquee event, and that is happening on February 16th. So seven days from now is when that starts, and that's when we'll be getting Sith Marauder. And this guy just, his model looks amazing. I'm excited to have him. It will be a very welcome addition. So if you're level 20 plus, you have a chance to get him, and uh, we'll see if we get all of his shards this time. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, <laughs> so the big thing, I mean, obviously new character is big. However, not as big as the Emperor returning, because there's probably a lot of people out there who don't have the Emperor, and now with this rework, people are obviously going to be excited to get him. But if you don't have him yet, why are you listening to this? You, you, he's out right now. You can get him. Unless you know you're what? listening Just wait on the live stream. Wait until we're done. Oh wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking live stream. Sorry, podcast guys. Yeah. Got okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. By the time you were yeah. listening to this podcast, right. you've either kicked his butt already, or uh, you're still you're trying, your and you kicked. can do it. Yeah. I believe in you. Exactly. I'm not sure if I believe in him. That's a lie I do. Come on. Um, <laughs> so February 9th, that's today, uh, Emperor Palpatine, Emperor's Demise, is back. So anyone that does not yes. have him can get him. Uh, but the best part for us in-game players, along with him coming back, is that starting tonight at midnight or on the 10th of February, he also has his Mythic event. So everyone can yeah. jump in there and fight Palpatine again for all those extra sweet rewards. And I don't know about you, but I love these mythic events. So this is going to be fun. I do too. Uh, so, uh, um, yeah, I totally lost my train of thought instantly. Like as soon as I started to speak, it's quite amazing. Um, I'm the goldfish. What's your deal tonight? That's true. I have no idea. Uh, it's been a long <laughs> week. 
No, don't so make me ev- hold things together. <laughs> I don't we remember how where I read it. He, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a, we're, we're all aware. Uh, so the Emperor Palpatine Mythic event, I read somewhere about... This was kind of tuned more for in-game players. So this Mythic event may be one of those things. If you're not beating it, don't get too frustrated. Because it is meant to be pretty difficult. Which I'm very excited to hear. But I keep hearing people talk about um, their rebels with this. Uh, I think I've seen a lot of people forgetting how the mythic events work. Typically, mythic events are the flip of whatever the original event is. So using rebels get Palpatine. You will then be using Palpatine Empire to defeat the rebels. Yeah, either Palpatine Empire or Palpatine Sith, not totally sure. But I assume since it's Rebels and not Jedi, it'll probably be Empire. Yeah. So, if you have you better if you have a good trooper team, maybe that's going to work for you. If you got uh, some of these new reworked uh Palpatine invaders, that sh- that should help you out. I mean, you're going to need yeah. a strong assume assuming you're going to need a strong Empire team to beat the the mythic level. So yep, for sure. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting for me. For sure. <laughs> well, we use this to kind of segue into our next topic, but some of the rewards for beating the mythic event for Emperor Palpatine is not only do you get um your the mods like you typically get from mythic events, but you also get gear twelve gear. Which is huge. Yeah, if you go Absolutely into the event huge. and click on the rewards, uh, one of the things it lists is some of the Gear 12 gear pieces. So, super bonus going out for the new uh, end of the mythic event for Emperor Palpatine. So, yep. I can deal and with that. So, the Gear 12 stuff is also now going to be in the shipments. The Mark 12 Armatech plating the mark 12 armatech multi-tool the mark 7 nubian design tech and the mark 8 nubian security scanners you'll be able to find all that stuff in the shipment store for crystals now just for the listeners of our podcast who know i don't call them what they actually are if you ever hear me call something the x-ray vest i'm talking about the armor plating and the Ah. dental probe is the multi-tool yeah, so I think everybody knows the d- dental probe. That one's pretty <laughs> obvious. I, I I don't know how you couldn't get that one, to be honest. <laughs> that dental probe, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh Shard Shop Shuffle, this is just absolutely amazing. Thank you, CG. Uh Colonel Stark is there all the time. All the Dude, time. Finally, because I don't think I've got a Stark shard in a week, so now I can finally just buy them outright and go straight to I know. seven star. I was stuck at sixty out of eighty five for a week, a whole friggin' week. Yep, pretty stoked that. that uh, and it's kind of interesting how now two characters have their own static spot in the guild uh, store, right? Well, because, kind of the other. Well, him and his ship, but yeah, yeah, but they're all based all around that one character. So if you are going Correct. for both of his things, you're going to be able to buy it every time. Yep. Because honestly, why would you... Okay. Here's how it goes with that character. 
I don't really care about Special Forces uh, TIE Fighter for as a character. His ship uh, is good. So, but in order to have his ship, you need him, right? So, you're going to be buying him yeah. with the ship. You have to. So, th- that's why I said, uh, you know, you, you have it there every time you need it. Because I, I personally yeah. will not be, if I do finally ever go for him and his ship, it'll be at the same time. I don't think I ever see myself just farming him as a character. I just yeah, don't like his kit. So... Yeah, something about um, the uh, something about the gear twelve thing though. I, I'm kind of curious what what they decided they were going to put in the shipments out of all the gear twelve pieces because I, I I went back and I made a list and I looked at this list just to see how many gear twelve pieces there were because it didn't seem like four pieces made sense to me. So these must be the pieces that are on the most people. You know, I. I Aren't Why was it the- these two specifically? Because the Mark Seven and Mark Eight pieces are the the parts that go with the X-ray vest and dental probe. So th- you put those two pieces together and you finish it. Mm. So y- there's basically two full Gear Twelve pieces now that you can buy in shipments. But as far as the bayonet, the cybernetics, the med pack, the visor, the tactical data, and the wristband, all of those pieces along with the finisher pieces that go with them those are all still only available from either the guild event store or or the uh the guild events so i was just kind of sacrifice those wampa shards (laughs) i don't have to sacrifice anything well seven star seven star no i got i I get what you're saying Uh, i don't know it's just weird to me that only two out of what is it two out of nine pieces are uh, yeah. available to buy. I don't understand why they chose them. So. It's probably due to the number of characters they're on. Maybe I don't know. I haven't. That was my it. thought too. I didn't even notice that. that honestly. But anyway, let's get to the shard payouts, which is amazing. So when they introduced that dark side territory battle, it was kind of frustrating because it's going to be that much longer before you get more Leia shards. And guess what? It's still going to be that long before you get Leia shards. However. They're making it to where you get two shards per completion, which is really nice. So next time, light side territory battle, everybody knocks it out. You get 100 shards. That is going to be a lot of shard shop currency, and I am awfully excited about it. But even better is in the dark side territory battles, you will be getting two imperial imperial probe droid shards, which, I mean, if you're only getting 10 right now, it's going to be pretty exciting when you get like, a lump sum of 20, you know, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the, and it, it, it kind of addresses something that I've heard on other podcasts and in, uh, in pod, pod chat on discord was just that if they keep adding to these things, it's just going to take that much longer to get these characters. So being able yep. to, uh, do two at a time kind of alleviates that uh, time between territory battles as for far sure. as farming the character. And that was a really, Nice surprise from the update. So, yep, Indeed. and kind of a kind of a weird surprise pack that they put in there that actually holds oh, some yeah. value. Um, I did the math on this. Went into the went into the store and I did the the lowest end to the highest end, 
with your crystal cost, right? So there's a new super credit pack, right? You know, the old credit packs were complete and utter garbage. We knew that. Now you got a new credit pack. It costs 1120 crystals. Okay. Steep sum of crystals for credits. But if you look at the numbers, it's actually a good chunk of uh, credits for what you're putting in there. So you, the low end, the lowest you can get, because it pulls 17 times, and each pack can be uh, 1.18 million at the lowest, I believe. So that is 20 million for those those crystals. And if you are low on credits, I know a lot of people are looking for those. And Wait, then at the what? 17 times 1.18. Is that seriously how that works? If you go and look at it. I right? am going to look at it. I am trying to find it literally right now in game. Okay, here's here's where it might be wrong. Okay. I'm putting a disclaimer on this. I think what that's the total. Well, then it's total. Uh, it's a crappy deal. Yeah, because the, to- the total amount that you can get is uh, 1.18. And then the max that you can get is three. That's what threw me off on the side. Because you see on the side, it says uh, each containing Seven- a minimum of 70,000. I'm like, that can't be right. Because who's going to pay 1,120 crystals for 1 million credits? Here's some math for you. That's a terrible super seven percent discount. Contains seventeen credit data cards, with each containing a minimum of seventy thousand credits. Yeah. So you're, you're the, yeah. Okay. So I was I I had big eyes for this pack, thinking it was actually a uh, super deal. It is just a deal. So if you need credits bad, this is there. You can get between one and three. Point five six million credits for it. Yeah, I liked it better when I thought it was twenty to fifty five million. But uh, if it was I, twenty to fifty five million, I would be buying the heck out of it. People would buy it all the time. Yes, um, um, it's not that. So surprise, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, pretty much made you think. Um, but yeah, it's uh, okay. Let's move past that. If you need right. credits, it's there. It's a new pack. You at least get a million now as opposed to whatever the old packs were. Yep. Uh, nothing really else as far as packs or anything. They posted a what's ahead that says stay tuned. So and I assumed that was for the what's ahead post that we're going to talk about here in a second. So Most likely. However, we have something to get to first. Yes, we did. So for the all the people there in the live stream, it is the giveaway time. So if you're ready, we'll ask the question. And for those of you listening on the podcast, it's still trivia. So uh, if you know the answer, yell it at your car and maybe I'll hear it in the future. So, <laughs> But, Wink, why don't you ask the question? All right. Here's the big question. <laughs> I you know what? I'm going to play it real quick. Where where is it? You got me. I, I I'm just gonna Hey play boys. This. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh I got a very big big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That drop 
in which Dan is talking about the big tip. My, my big tip. What was <laughs> the big tip in that episode? That's the question. That is the question. So the first person to tell us what the tip was in live chat as we continue will win the prize. It was not Wampa, but that is a very good guess. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll keep uh, keep an eye on chat. If uh, no one gets it in the next five minutes, I'll give you guys a little hint of where to find it. All right. Sounds uh, good. All right. So road ahead. New Sith raid. Holy what? crap. Dude. My number one wish for the new year has come true, and it only took till February. Yeah. What the heck? Dude, did not see I, this coming. I did not either. And what was funny was earlier that day, uh, we we were kind of talking about how bad this game really needs a raid. And then, bam, it was like two hours later, they announced that, hey, there's a raid coming. It's crazy, Amazing. dude. Okay, I did. Okay, if I'm totally honest, I thought they were gonna stop doing raids. It had been so long since the tank came out so that yeah. I thought that they had. They're just starting to move away from. Them. And as since it's one of my favorite things in the game, the raids, I am super stoked. I don't know. It could have been, you know, um, Jar Jar versus, uh, you know. <laughs> The cl- the clone army or the uh, the droid army. I don't. It don't even doesn't matter what it was. I would have played it. Yeah. You know, but uh, it is actually something even uh, even cooler, to be honest. So, it is a Sith raid that is set in Star Wars: The Old Republic era. So all these questions people have had in the past of, are we going to see more Sortor stuff in this game? Where they said. You know, we have the ability, we're not sure if we're going to do it, blah, blah, blah. All the, the deflection that has happened in the past has led to this, and here we are. They come out with an announcement that everyone was kind of caught off guard by just because they weren't sure if we were ever going to see more Sortor stuff in the game, and here we are. So, re- yep. set in the Star Wars, the Old Republic era, and allows players to take on the Sith Triumvirate of Darth Nihilus, Darth Sion, and Darth Treya. Pretty freaking cool. First off, who are they? I don't know, but uh, everyone Same seems here. super stoked about it. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to read up on it. And uh, yeah, that's uh, man. I, I I can't even speak because I'm just so excited about a raid. Any raid. But this is great. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm really curious to see if they somehow implement ships. I don't think they will, given the time frame and kind of what they're doing here and what I know about it. I don't see that. Uh, But I am very excited to see what they do here. There are so many options as far as, you know, what's going to be that faction that's really good? What's going to be the faction that has the bonuses? Um, You're obviously going to be battling against the Sith. Which kind of makes me think Jedi, but Jedi have already been given a bonus in the heroic AATs, so who knows? Um, man, I am, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Like this, this looks the okay. First, the graphic is the the art's incredible, 
but oh yeah i love the art let me bring it up here i'm really interested to see what they do oh well first of all okay so every raid that we've had there's been a special character you get for completing it i think everybody immediately thought darth revan as the reward because he kind of takes place in the same era that's the logical choice Mm -hmm. but you're bringing Darth Sion and Darth Trey into the game. You would obviously think that they would be characters to get some way. So I actually had a theory. Tell me what you think. All right, hit me. So every raid we've done, there have been various tiers. What if this raid offers up multiple characters as the rewards and basically... um ranks them kind of based on how good the character is for different raids. So like the easiest version of the raid, you would get say, say Darth Treya. And then the next one you would get Darth Sion, but you would still also be getting shards for Treya so that Mm. they're not forcing people to do the easiest ones. So if you're beating like the most difficult one, maybe you're getting Sion, Treya, Nihilus and Darth Revan, you know, shards each time that you beat it. Gotcha. I I like this idea. It would require only two tiers, right? Hardly That's what you you're saying? You could do four tiers. Two tiers. Only, you know, there's tiers. only two characters it's rewarding, right? Sion and Treya? No, we don't know. I mean, that's... Oh, I thought this was your, that was your idea. I'm thinking of your idea from earlier. Uh, well, uh, well, I'm saying so. Like tier one, say you get Darth Nihilus. Sorry, in the game, so maybe he's tier one. So you get Darth Nihilus for tier one, and then in tier two, you get Nihilus and Sion shards. Then tier three, you get Treya, Sion, and Nihilus shards. And then yeah, that's the, the that's the idea I was thinking of. Okay, um, yeah, I was the, I was just under the assumption that Nihilus would just stay a hard node and not end up here, but th- but he could he may, because he's part but, of the. Uh, He's part of the triumvirate, so um, yeah. I think it's an awesome idea because you're still working towards something when you're on normal and working your way till heroic. Um, but from what they said about character shards in their character update or a cadence part of the um, of this quality quality not quality of life, but what's ahead post basically said they want everything. They want certain characters to still be only available through the harder parts of the game. So my assumption is that the only character you're going to get from this raid will be from beating Heroic. But I like the idea for sure. That's certainly a possibility. But either way, we're going to be getting Trey and Sion at some point somehow, one would certainly think. Uh, Um, I would assume so. Those two characters are going to... Those two characters would definitely sell for sure. And then this brings up some other questions. I'm going to go at, I'm not going to jump ahead, but we're about to talk about galactic war simming. And I kind of think if they're bringing in galactic war simming, why wouldn't they bring in raid simming? Uh, Same as galactic war. After you beat it X number of times, your guild can sim it and get all the rewards, not have to deal with it anymore. Because at the point where we have, a territory battle or a territory war going on and then having to run three different raids, assuming that there will also be different tickets for this raid. 
it would just get exhausting. So I'm really hoping that they kind of streamline that process so that you kind of get away from, you know, having to juggle that much stuff at a time. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, where we're at with that, but I think that the... Well, I was going to talk about that down with the, when we got to that, but uh, I think... You know what? I'll talk about it when we get there, but uh, we'll hold on to that uh, till we get there. Um, okay. The last thing I wanted to say about the raid, though, is every raid has come with a level increase. So the question begs... The be- question that's being begged to be answered is, are we going to be getting a level increase oh i think so for sure i wouldn't be surprised at all to see uh gear 13 and a level cap increase uh that would i mean i wouldn't find that too surprising at all i mean this raid needs to be difficult like we want something that's challenging that top tier guilds have to actually work for that it's you don't want something that they come out with and then it's on farm status, you know, two weeks down the road. Like, that was the great thing about Heroic AAT was most guilds were challenged in beating it. I think there was a guild that actually completed it pretty early on, and we you want that challenge. So uh, I'm just really hoping for something like that, something that is super challenging. And then, uh, like I said, maybe... Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I think that there will be a level increase, but uh, um, we, we have yet to find out. I think that it would go right along with uh, with what they've done in the past, so I think that we will see it. And I would just like to point out that Unkempt24 is our winner of the giveaway because he got the answer to what my big tip was. My he big did. tip was... To listen to your officers. So, unkempt, pulling it out in the clutch, you are our winner. So, um, if you can get my get to me or Wink on Discord after the podcast, we will get your info and uh, get you set up with uh, either that microphone or headset, whichever one you want. So, yeah. congratulations, Congrats. man. Congratulations. And if you did not win this time, pay attention because we'll be doing another one this month and then one in March and one every month from here on out. So, yep, for sure. Very, very excited. Pretty excited to be able to uh, share all this with you guys. So, yep. And obviously, a big, huge thanks to Blue Designs for reaching out to us and making this happen. It is very, very exciting. I agree. So as far as quality of life improvements, they they outlined some, not all, because a lot of people thought that these were the only ones, but it also says after they listed the ones we're going to talk about that uh, these weren't the only ones. So we'll get, we'll get more and we'll find out about more of them, what they are. I have no idea, but these are the ones that they've told us about. So, um... First one, raid ticket full fix. They had the half fix that went in uh, last month where if the individual player went into the guild uh, area of the game board and clicked on the daily ticket area, it would update their tickets. 
Uh-huh. So I'm sure some guilds were out there having their players go and do that every day to make sure that they showed what their 600 were. But what actually is going to happen now is they are. it's just always going to be the right number. So all the officers out there that have been counting tickets forever are going to love just that part of this quality of life update. So, uh, yeah. Um, I know that painted land and, uh, grande two of our good friends there will, uh, be super stoked when that finally goes in. But, uh, Oh yes. Yeah, that is happening. It is a thing and it is coming with the raid and this quality of life update because both of those things are coming at the same time. And might I say with a new raid coming, it's definitely going to be nice to be able to keep track of those raid tickets. So, indeed. Um, the next thing they did a lot of stuff with simming. So, oh additional simming. Oh, I, I love all of these, to be honest. First one is Galactic War Sims. So, after beating a Galactic War a certain number of times, the amount of times being unknown, will have multi sim capabilities. So, um, yeah, first off, I would assume if you've been playing since the beginning, you're going to meet the requirements for this to be able to sim it. Because if I have to fight 300 more Galactic Wars after this drops to even get sim capabilities, I will be upset. Well, they've got sad. that, uh, there is an achievement in the game where you beat so many Galactic Wars and you complete it. I assume they'll probably make something like, you know, if you have that achievement, then you can sim. Uh, one thing I'm curious to see if, is if it's going to cost 12 sim tickets to actually sim Galactic War. And if so, that is going to be the best 12 sim tickets I have ever spent in this game. <laughs> I am <laughs> so excited. 20 minutes of my night is back to being mine. And, and, it, and so, it's full it, rewards. I would have... I wouldn't have mind simming for 80% rewards, but full rewards for simming? Just bravo. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah, because I know that there were people that even had thrown out the idea that if I were able to sim this for, let's say, 60% of what I got from doing it myself, they would still sim it. So now you can sim it and still get everything that you got if you played it. Now, to go along with that, there's something I really hope they do, which probably won't happen, but I thought would be real nice. And I saw this thrown around in our uh, guild discord today. But wouldn't it be nice if once you could sim it, they upped the difficulty back to where it used to be so that if you wanted to play and test your teams in Galactic War like you used to be able to, you could I do that so. or you could that just nice. sim it. I hope I mean, so. just an idea. Throwing it out there. If you can do that, that'd be sweet. Yep. So. Yeah. That would be awesome. And uh, the other thing is ship challenges, multi-simming there. Yay. Credit highs, training droid, simmable. Yay. Here's the thing uh, about the credit highs and training droid one. Half the time I leave that to the last minute or forget about it because the fact that I have to actually sit there and auto it, sometimes I just don't want to take that time and keep pushing it off. And there have been times I've actually missed more training droid 
or training uh, droid events than credit heists, but uh, I have missed them in the past just because I waited so long to auto it. Because sometimes, okay, it takes five minutes. Five minutes is five minutes, depending on where you're at. And a lot of the times these things happen on days I'm at work. So either I've been asleep all day or I'm at work and I don't have time to auto them at that very minute. Yeah. So being able to sim them the moment they're there is perfect for me. I will never forget them again. Don't stop judging me. I can see you over there. I can see it in your eyes. You're judging me. I'm always judging, though. <laughs> I know. And you I are You are like my conscience. <laughs> uh, I know, Grande. I know. I know. How do you, how do you forget? I don't, I don't get it. Um, because right. I put uh, it off. Like I said. I don't... Whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> All right, go ahead and tell us about this next thing because I want to talk about the thing after that. Okay. Okay, so now you got pre-battle text search. So basically, when you are setting up your team for a battle, you don't have to scroll through your entire lineup of characters sorted by the galactic power of those characters. So, you know, if you have a gear 8 person that you want to use in that team... You're not going to have to scroll down your entire roster trying to find them anymore. You can actually just type in what you're looking for and it'll pop up there, which is good for if you're just making a team for uh, whatever you're doing or even better the way that I would use it because half the time I don't like to set up squads because of this reason is uh, in the squad builder. You'll have it in there and when you're building your squad, it'll be really easy just to search all Jedi and just have the Jedi on the side and pick out of your Jedi who you want in a team or yep. Imperial troopers or whatever. So your squad builder becomes even easier to create. So your squads are easier to create. It's easier to pick a team when you're doing something. It, it just becomes really easy. So think of like Omega battles or different special missions in territory battles, how they require certain people, so only those people are there on the right. Super easy to pick a team. Like if you go to the Rebels mission, only the Rebels are there. Yep. Easy to find the people you want. Well, now oh, you'll yeah. be able to do that at any time for any play area. Raids specifically, it can get really obnoxious. Um, so I really like this. The one I question like I, the one part that's missing from this as far as squad builder goes, and I'm really hoping is still part of this quality of life update is, and I've said it before, Put the freaking squad builder as an icon on the home screen. I hate having to go in, select a battle to pick my team oh, yeah. and have click there to get to the squad builder. That would drive nice. me nuts. I would like to have a squad builder button right on the front page. Put it right under achievements. I don't care. Put it on yeah. the front page. Yep. I'm with you. All right. Let's talk about some really exciting stuff. I'm so All excited. Right. It is about time. It's about <laughs> damn time. Territory war changes. Successful defenses. For those of you wondering how well your defensive squads fared against your opponents, we will now be displaying the number of defenses that each squad has had to help inform your future territory war experiences. So... That's going to be amazing. I don't know how many times we've actually tried to count 
you know, whenever you see people going into battle against your teams and try to get an idea of how many times somebody fought your team. Uh, mm-hmm. Just being able to see that is going to be super awesome. Give you an idea of, hey, this team worked, it didn't, you know, these guys did something different than we're used to or whatever. Uh, tiebreakers. While fewer than 2% of battles are currently ending in ties, we know that it disproportionately affects some of the higher GP guilds. Leveling the successful defenses system, or sorry, leveraging the successful defenses system, we are now introducing extra banners for beating a defensive squad the first time. This means that when two squads have a tie, the one that beat the other with the fewest losses will win. This is actually really smart, I think. I don't think the, that they could have... I'm not sure how else they could have done this fairly, you know? See, because this I've really always, does put it on your defense. Yeah, And of does. course, we've talked about it being a defensive game. Territory Wars went from offense at the start to more of a defense game as it evolved. And so it makes sense that defense would be what decides it in the end. Yeah, but it sure. really makes you have to decide whether you're going to put teams that are you know, strong defense and offense on defense or use them to make sure you get that first win or not. It's yep. going to make it really, uh, the choices were always there and kind of hard, but this is just an added, uh, added level to that where you're going to have to pick. Yeah. For me, the two big things I wanted from territory war was defensive stats and also, uh, points for a defensive win. This is much better than points for defensive win, by far, no question. Because defensive win, like, there needs to be a point where you can just start throwing as much as you can at a team and not be hurting you. Uh, I mean, this just kind of changes that very first time you go into a battle against a team. And I think that is absolutely great, uh, being able to get extra banners that way. Mm-hmm. Very well thought out, very well done. Um, all right, so increasing defensive squads for top guilds. As top guilds have so many squads, the average of four defensive squads per player isn't allowing them to fully demonstrate the strength of their rosters, is not challenging them, and can lead to ties. We've increased the number of defensive squads required per person at the top tier of play. They don't specify what the top tier of play is, but this does sound like they are going to add additional territories for top guilds. Uh, maybe expanding, you know, adding two more territories, perhaps. To uh, or I don't think they're going to change the board one. at all. I don't think they're really? changing the board. I think 25, 25 defenses per territory, they might move it to 30 per territory. Or, you know, something like that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I think it means it's adding more slots in a territory for the top-end guilds. That makes more sense. That's probably a lot easier. Yeah. Because I don't think that they want to screw around with their UI and what it looks like and how Duchess would cause so many more problems. Yeah. Grande says, yep, that's it. 30 per territory. So... Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, that is a very nice change. Love it. Uh, so there are obviously going to be more fixes and improvements in the upcoming quality of life release. 
and those will be detailed more fully in the release notes. All right, so uh, right there, we're at, we're at that point. So there are yeah. more to come. What is missing? What's raid the simming. biggest thing? What's the uh, raid simming? Not the biggest thing, but it is missing. I would be cool if it. Oh, so back to that point that we skipped over when I said let's talk about it at Galactic War simming, raid simming. We talked about this back when we brought up the idea of raid simming. Once you get raid Han to seven star, have the ability as a raid sim, or galactic. The, what they're doing with Galactic War even almost sets up a similar thing for raid. If you beat the Galactic War a certain amount of times, then you can sim it. Maybe at some point, that's the same deal that they do with the raid. You've beat it this many times, now you can sim it. I don't know. I don't know how they would do rewards for that, but it does kind of put the idea in my head. Yeah. But but as far as the biggest thing missing, if you don't tell it to me and then I have to tell it to you, you're going to just smack your forehead. So what is it, Wink? I'm half brain dead. It's mod management. There you go. Biggest quality of life thing that people have been asking for for the past year. Mod management. Give us something to manage our mods. Whether we can make sets, whether we can sort by, you know, secondaries, or we can sort by primaries, we can sort by set. Anything that would make it easier to find the mods we want in our collection that's what people want. I don't want to have to sit at my computer with Swaga, you know, Swaga on my computer screen and my game right in front of me while I search on the computer for the mod and then go to the game to find it and go back and forth and back and forth. If I could just search for the mod I want in the game, pull it off the dude right then and there and throw it onto the person I want in one smooth motion, it would just all be so much more simpler. Yep. And that is what I want. So, I'm really hoping that that is one of the ones that was left off this post. But I got to think and wonder, as something that everyone wants and has been asked for for so long, why would that be left off if it was because Because it's the biggest thing that people want. Save. I mean, come on. The Galactic War is like this beautiful carrot on the stick. But it's really leading you to like a nice, beautiful stream of water, and uh, that's that's <laughs> going to be the mod management. All right, hey, Fingers I don't crossed. think that I don't think we'll that see. it is out of the realm of possibility. I just thought it was weird that it was left out. Yeah, and the other one that I thought was kind of weird, only because I really wish I could just press a button like eight times and be done with it. And that's the the ally coin uh, multi pull. I still want that. So there was something, there was a dev on Reddit a few weeks ago that was mentioning how they're kind of fighting to try to get rid of the ally coin system altogether, Mm -hmm. which I don't particularly like. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of shards to be got there and even gear for lower end player or not lower end, but uh, newer players. So it would kind of suck if those went away unless they found a way to replace your pulls that way. Cause I know you get four a day, but really four versus the, however many coins you get a day from dailies and that many pulls from those, it, it would, they'd have to give you a lot of pulls per day to make up for that. Maybe the amount that you get in ally coins from your dailies, but then you, they still give you ally coins for all your 
your uh, Cantina and regular energy nodes. You get Ally yeah. coins. So, I mean, it's just that would seems doesn't seem feasible to me that they could just get rid of it and people be be like, oh, okay, goodbye. Yeah, because let me tell you, pulling you get- a Boba Fett out of an ally card for 80 shards is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Like, hey, free shard shop currency. I'm loving it. Agreed. I I mean, and every now and then some purple gear drops and you cheer and oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Quite exactly. Nice. Exactly. All right. What do we have next? Oh, so next is our question and answer section. What? Q&A. Very exciting. Hell yeah. So let me get that up. That is not where I want to be. This, this is. We didn't get any audio questions at all. That is very disappointing. So uh, I guess we'll just get used to doing, uh, you know, reading the questions ourselves. <laughs> it's all good. All right. Episode 84, question and answer. The Boom. There it is. All right. We're going to try as we may and see pretty how far we can get here. through these. There's, there's a good chunk. Pretty Pretty happy with it. So, all right, start us off. So first question, I recently watched Return of the Jedi and noticed Luke force choking the Gamorrean guards at the entrance of Jabba's palace. Do you think when Jedi Luke comes to the game, he will have a force choke ability? What do you think? Um, I mean, why not? Wouldn't surprise me at all. It seems very uh, dark side-ish. But, I mean, he does it, so, I mean, why wouldn't yeah. it be in the game? I don't know. There's so much that they can do with Jedi Luke. I I mean, Jedi Luke's probably going to have, like, four uniques and five abilities and two leader abilities, you know? Like, there's no talent, so... Um, I think it would be cool to see if, like, an actual force choke where somebody, like, picks them up and force chokes them, but... I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I, I, it, it, w- it would be something that wasn't on any of the other Luke characters because of the timeline. So, I mean, it could possibly be something put on him that's unique from the other Lukes if they ever get to that far into releasing Lukes. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. 2019, 20 maybe. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, um, Wampa or Hermit Yoda? Is this a question? I think it's a question to make us argue. Uh, I don't think it should be a question, but let's do this. State your case for Wampa. Do I really need to? I mean, my case is made every day I talk about Wampa. AOE days, ridiculous. He's in the first team that, the first team, and I know what you're going to say, he's in the second team. Sorry, bro. (laughs) Womp was in the first heroic AAT solo team. 
The guy does ridiculous damage. Um, literally, the only thing not going for Wampa is that he has zero tags. That is literally the only thing that he doesn't have going for him. So he's not going to be used in events unless it specifically calls for Wampa. That's the only thing, in my opinion, that he doesn't have going for him. He's not dark. His side. only tag is dark. Well, his oh. only tag is dark side. So I was gonna say I thought he was dark side. Yeah. Yeah, but he's never gonna be um, in a uh, legendary, or he's never gonna be used for Omega events or those types of things. That's the only downside. All right. Well, let me talk about my boy Hermit Yoda. Uh, Hermit Yoda is obviously fantastic. He's. I mean, hey, do you need to clear out phase three and four as quick as you possibly can? Hermit Yoda is one of the guys you're going to have on that team. Hermit Yoda is also used in the team to solo a raid, so, solo the heroic AAT. He <laughs> is one of the best healers in the game. He has an uncleansable or undispellable buff that is absolutely amazing. Heals. Uh, health and protection on his basic and his special. I just, I mean, you're gonna need him for Jedi Luke. He's a Jedi. Like, do you want me to keep going? I mean, come on. That's not speculation at all. Um, all right. So they're both obviously pretty incredible characters. As far as who you farm, it kind of depends on your needs. Wampa obviously has a lot of great synergy with Vader. If I had a Zeta Vader, I would definitely be wishing I had Wampa. Uh, cause, yeah, I mean, yeah that- see, that's the thing about him, right? You throw him with a Zeta Vader, for the most part, those two characters plus anyone else up until phase six of Dark Side Territory Battles is going to go four for four. Yep. You're ju- if you have Vader... And Wampa together in Dark Side Territory Battles. It doesn't get tricky until phase six to beat it 4-4. Everything yeah. else 4-4. Easy. Easy. There yeah. is not a single and- character in this game that you can say in Dark si- er, in Light Side or Dark Side Territory Battles that just him and one other person can uh, can do that. There is one and- that you can say with two, three people, which we've talked about, RJTU. BB-8 and R2, but Wampa and BB Wampa and Darth Vader, beautiful in Dark Side Territory Battles. Yep. I mean, most people don't have an issue with Light Side Territory Battles, so uh, I definitely see the argument going Wampa because of Dark Side. He's uh, he's pretty pretty much a badass, so uh, I think it kind of depends on what it is that you need. If you're struggling that hard in Dark Side Territory Battles, Go Wampa. You want to, if you don't have the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The the Zeta on Darth Vader, then go Hermit Yoda and build that super kick-ass team that'll wipe out phases three and four and one. And uh, really, phase two is the only one that team has an issue with. Uh, I mean, he really is. He really makes a lot of teams go because of that buff and the healing. So. Yep. So next question, do you like the fact that they keep putting new characters in platoons for territory battles, or do you rather prefer they stayed static so we knew what to farm for? I don't care about the static part, but I really dislike the day or the 
two days after a character comes out that they are in four out of six platoons. It's kind four of out of twelve, but I don't really care, honestly. Uh, they made it to where was it the first three phases territory battles? You will not have that issue. So. See, I wouldn't care if that was the opposite. If they did that for the first three phases, oh well. But the fact that I can't dis- dismantle, you know, the orbital salt because, uh, you know, Holdo is standing there in my way or Rose is standing there in my way annoys the crap out of me because in phase six, that's huge. That's so true. But if they those- wanted to do that in the first three phases, totally fine. I don't like it in the end because it yeah. just really freaking screws you. Well, a lot of those earlier ones also help make the later ones easier like they have effects throughout the whole rest of the thing so it's pretty important um but yeah I, but i'd uh, still take i'd still take pay to play characters in the first three phases instead of the last three phases yeah you get way I, more out of it in the end than you do I mean, at the beginning yeah if you're talking about them like not being at the end sure i i, I would agree but uh yeah i it doesn't bother me too much. Yeah. I mean, it's not make or break for me with liking territory battles. It just is irritating. Yeah. All right. Next question. What do you think the future of the Night Sisters looks like? Is their kit unique enough that it will survive multiple metas? Uh, yeah. I. They're. I mean. They're good because of a gimmicky design flaw, kind of. I, I guess I shouldn't say. I don't know. A mechanical flaw? I don't know how, how you would describe what zombie is, but. Um, <laughs> well, shoot. Re- really? I I don't even think zombie's that much of a problem anymore, honestly. Um, I think people have kind of figured out how to beat it. It's. I think Night Sister is a little overrated. I mean, Asajj can obviously be really good in the raids and stuff, but it's just, um, man, I, I, I do not know. Well, maybe overrated in your shard, but uh, there are plenty of other shards that, let for example, Elon's who was just here, his top ten is all Night Sisters, and they stay there which is why he uses his troopers. I mean, they work in certain places, and that's the way the arena meta basically works anywhere, right? Yeah. So. That's, that's fair. It may, be, it may be the way people have farmed their teams on your shard, it may never, be work, may never work on your shard, but it still works on others. And I know if you look at the meta report, you're going to see Night Sisters on there. So, and as far as their kit goes, I think it's unique enough compared to others that uh, it's always going to have, not always, it's going to have a place for a long time. I think it's kind of yeah. like droids. I think it's like droids. It's going to be there for I a while, and yeah. then it'll just drop out completely. There'll be a character I, that completely negates it, and they'll be gone. I think but that's until that happens, excellent comparison. Yeah, so until that happens, they're going to be, they're always going to be an option. And, like, I don't know, people just don't, they're easily countered is the thing. And it's kind of the same way with droids. Droids were easily countered, 
or he needs Han Solo. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just it's not feasible to run what counters them very well, typically. Uh, if we see an Emperor Palpatine move into the meta, I kind of think Night Sisters will be done. There's too much AoE for that to survive. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I guess I should say I don't think it's unique enough that it can survive multiple metas. Um, it is definitely unique, probably the most unique in the game, but it just, uh, I don't see it being able to survive multiple. Yep. Makes sense. All right. So next question. If you were sitting on a solid Titans team, still getting top 10 in arena every day and had the characters for any team, who do you work on next? JTR or Night Sisters or Horde for the next big release? I mean, Raid Jedi training is obviously fantastic. If if you have everything to make that team work, it's pretty hard to go wrong. It's excellent in territory battles. It's fantastic on defense, especially if you use the amazing character of Holdo with her. Um, that is a <laughs> that's a really good team for territory war. Um, Night Sisters hit or miss. I they wouldn't be my answer. Uh, for me. It, either be Ray or hoarding for the next big release because I I mean I kind of think we've obviously seen today um and this was actually posted last weekend so you know we've obviously got a lot of information since this question was actually asked but uh I mean when you talk about big release that raid sure is a big release and you got this empire rework kind of and the Sith rework kind of yeah, because this was asked before and... the reworks were even uh, put out there. Yes. So, uh, uh, y- you won't regret hoarding. We'll put it that way. Nope. I agree. So. All right. Uh, what I- what in-game faction is your favorite, and what do they need slash you want them to get in a hypothetical update. Let me reread that because it was kind of cutting out. What in-game faction is your favorite and what do they need you want them to get in a hypothetical update? Yours um, is obviously the Wampa faction, but... <laughs> beasts. Give me the beast faction. I'll take that. <laughs> what do I want? All of the beasts. Um, My favorite faction is the clones. And it saddens me that I that I am not able to use the clone. <laughs> it saddens me I'm not able to use the clones on pretty much anything anymore. I don't even use them in light side territory battles anymore. I want something added to bring them back into the forefront. I want them to be good in the new raid so I can use them there. I want I just want something new for clones. So that's what I, that's the faction I love. That's the faction I want new stuff for. They've kind of fallen out big time lately, and I want to see them come back a little bit. Boo. Clone suck. Um, for me, it's probably Jedi. I, I really like Jedi. I, I think they're awesome, and I, I, I don't know what they would need in a hypothetical update. I would probably say more turn meter game. I kind of think 
we're at a point that just about every good leader ability has a turn meter gain of some sort. I think the Jedi need a really good turn meter manipulating uh, ability. Um, or just for Ray to be a Jedi already. But, uh, you know, if they could add something like that to Qui-Gon, I don't think they will because already has Zeta. Maybe if they uh, read... Maybe redo Anakin, change his up something like that. Uh, General Kenobi could be meta, but eh, requires Zeta Barris. No, no thank you. Um, I don't know. There's nothing I can specifically think of that would be absolutely great. Uh, well, besides Jedi Luke, that would change everything. But <laughs> Yeah, it would. Definitely would. <laughs> The Star Kai says, uh, uh, all my clones are at level 66. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, very funny. All right. You're up. All right. So, next question is if they were to do a Mandalorian faction, which they won't, hopefully, <laughs> negating your question from the start, who would be in it, in game or not in game? I don't know. Here's the list of people that could be in it from my top of my head right now. Okay. ISC, Gar Saxon, Boba Fett, and Sabine. Right? Those are the only four? I, I believe there's another one. Is there another one? And I don't think Boba Fett's technically Mandalorian, despite, you know. Um, despite his armor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jango yeah, I don't know. Fett. Right. Like. Well, Jango Fett, if, if Jango's Mandalorian, then so is his son, right? Or his clone. Uh, uh, maybe. If you're Hispanic and your dad was, if your dad was Hispanic and he gave, and you know, he had you, would you not be Hispanic? Okay. I am American. If I had a child that was born in Guam, would they be American? Would they? Okay. But you are white. If you have a son, will he not be white? Well, so that's the question. Is it, Mix or whatever. A well, part of you is part of them. The so they're going to be that Mandalorian, thing. the race Mandalorian. They're from Mandalore. Like, Mandalorian's a planet. So yeah. So <laughs> if he's from that planet, there you go. Well, that's what I'm saying. But but Boba Fett wasn't from there. Django, I do believe, was. And that's that's the whole point. Okay. Yeah, that's a good this point. This is going two different ways. <laughs> Thank you, Saga, for po- pointing this out. Yeah, Gu- Guam is part of the U.S., U.S. territory, but... I I meant like United <laughs> States. Never mind. Whatever. Anyways, moving on. This is just a muddled, We're, pointless conversation. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see a Mandalorian. Do I want any of them to come into the game? I mean, it would be cool, but I don't see a faction ever. So, who are you going to put in a faction besides unnamed people and maybe Pre Vizsla and? 
some of Pre Vizsla's buddies and, you know, I just don't think that that's something they'll focus on. Okay, next question. Let's get off this topic. Uh, what's a <laughs> what's a good dark side squad to go for? Uh, mostly for hard mode quests. You know, light light side light side's pretty abundant. So yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't had issues with dark side in quite a while, so it's kind of hard for me to go back and think. However. I do know Thrawn didn't exist whenever I had issues with dark side territory battles. I think Thrawn is with a dark side territory changer. battles. No, dark, <laughs> dark, dark side, dark side nodes mode. Dark okay. Side there mode, you go. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got you. I think Thrawn is probably a complete and total game changer for that. So honestly, Phoenix like, if you get Phoenix, get Thrawn, get Emperor Palpatine. Vader's pretty easy to get at this point. I think with those three, you can probably do whatever you need to do. And I don't think those had star requirements either. So you could get, just get Shore Trooper unlocked. And then once you have Shore Trooper, you're in a really good spot. I mean, you have that taunt at the very beginning, help save everyone, and then just go to town. Yep. Here's how you beat low level uh here's how you beat low level dark side hard nodes or dark side nodes in general. Go to go to uh discord.me slash shattered order, head to our resource section, add all of the allies in there that you find, and use their characters on your team and just keep yours geared enough that they stay alive and let those allies kill everyone. Agreed. Perfect. And I, Dan and I, our codes are in the show notes. So if you want to add us as an ally, go for it. I will happily change my dark side team to whatever people need as a leader. So, you know, if you're, I will happily put my Wampa as the leader. I know he doesn't have a leader ability, but you can just watch him destroy everything. Not a bad idea. And then you'll love it. So cool. All right. Do you think we'll get a similar structure for ships like we have for characters? PVE with energy, droid and currency heist, galactic war, etc. If not, what additional game modes would you make would make sense for ships, if any, or will what we have currently be it for a while or ever? Well, A, what we currently have has already been it for a while because it's been over a year. Yep approaching a year and a half with what they have and really nothing except new ships and one legendary capital ship. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with ships. I, before we found out that the raid was what we were getting, uh, I thought it really was ship energy nodes and ship energy. So did I. So now that we know that's not the case, um, I don't know what they're doing for ships next. Because kinda, there's still no hardware, you still can't get the uh, prestige um, omegas for ships. Yep. So I don't know. Um, I don't think there will ever be a galactic war. Agreed. Uh, they just made the galactic war simmable because it takes so long. I don't think that they would add another long slog of a galactic war to your day. Um, 
droid and currency heist. Uh, I don't see those being added. I think that the, the challenges do what they want for that, at least. Um, the only one I do see is PVE energy. PVE with energy at some point. And I want that. That's what I want. That's the next yep. evolution of ships that I want. Is PVE with energy. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to get PVE with energy. And it's going to be a cross between like cantina for characters and mod challenges for characters. I think that the rewards we'll get will be hardware. And that hardware will allow us to essentially mod our ships in a way. And I kind of think that's kind of the way they'll go there. I don't think that we'll get credit heist or droid heist or galactic war or any of that stuff. Um, I, I wouldn't mind having like a cantina battle type thing where you can go in, use any ship that you want, just go through, beat some battles. That would be great. So you, uh, I think that would be kind of fun. But um, the only other thing I would add is... Mm, I cannot remember. Oh, raid. Uh, I think at some point we will see a ship phase in a raid. I think you're dead on with that. I don't think we'll ever see a full ship raid, but yep. I can see a phase of a raid with ships. Yep, agreed. All right, are shard chats good or bad for the game? Uh, Discuss. No. Nope. Yeah, I'm not here. discussing this ever again. Okay. <laughs> I will discuss it with myself. Uh, no, I think I'm kind of neutral. I definitely see the good. I definitely see the bad. I um, The bad is obviously collusion, uh, which, you know, is can be good, can be bad. Um, it allows people to get the most amount of tickets, you know, if more people are able to get first, that's more, or sorry, crystals, that's more crystals going out to the players, which I think is without question a good thing. Uh, the bad is that there can be collusion and keeping people from being able to get first. That's not that, or being able to get to a certain rank, that's not terribly difficult to do if your shard chat is set up like that. But I think some of the other good is the ability to Talk to other people who fight your teams to be able to get feedback on them, get videos, see what your team does, how it does on defense and stuff like that. I think that's really valuable, can teach you a lot as far as how to build a good team comp and what your team's weaknesses is and how you can go about trying to fix that. Let me just add one thing to this, okay? I have resorted to the fact that if I get up into the top 20 and I stay there for longer than a week, like I have in the past couple of weeks or three week, three four weeks ago, then I might look for mine. I've resorted to that fact. It's just Ooh, a fact of life. So intense. that's where I'm at. The plot thickens. Regardless of my thoughts on them, I would look for one. So take that. Yeah. With the grain of salt. That's a big grain of salt. It's, you're going to choke on it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make that a sound drop, please. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, 
I always yeah. set myself up, don't I? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a sound drop where you tell yourself not to choke on something, and then you start talking about your big tip. Oh God! There you go. The setup is real. All right, change topics. Take, take bouncing take, off take. a comment during last week's episode. Do you think they will ever fix Leia's bug that makes her come out of stealth under AI and attack? rather than renewing stealth, gaining foresight, and 100% turn meter. Has there ever been any discussion on this topic by the devs? I wasn't aware this was an issue. I must have missed it. Oh, so she doesn't... When she comes out of stealth, she instantly attacks instead of using her stealth again, gaining uh, all her buffs, and then gaining the turn meter to go again. I, I didn't know she did that. Yeah, this is a reason that you're not seeing her as much in Arena as she could be. Huh. Because it's just broken right now. Yeah, that's not good. Um, I haven't known any discussion about it by a dev. I mean, if that's the case, hopefully it's something that they, uh, you know, that they go through and fix because they they deliberately made that change in her rework. So that she could stay stealth all the time. And if she's not, that's obviously counterproductive to the way her kit was clearly designed. So uh, hopefully that's something that they will eventually fix. Uh, What is this game's biggest flaw? CG said they were considering adding Platoon's Territory War. Would this be a good thing or a bad thing? I think that's two questions. We'll go with the first one first. Yeah, I I didn't realize that until I started rambling. Uh, so the first question, the biggest flaw, staleness, maybe? Um, I, I think at this point, I mean, this is something we've been discussing a lot is staleness. And I think that is right now probably the biggest issue. It's hard to, without direction or requiring people to farm spe- very specific characters, there's nothing in the game right now that really allows people to use their full rosters other than Territory Wars, and the incentive there is pretty low, so it may not get great participation. That is why I'm excited about the raid, but I do feel like even Arena and all that stuff, it eventually all kind of becomes pretty stale after a couple months, and then they kind of shake it up again. I think that's the biggest problem is... You know, just the uh, the the length of time that it kind of starts to taper off and just get. Bleh. I think mine kind of fits in with yours, and I would say the biggest flaw right now that this raid actually helps with is that there's literally almost every single day of the month something going on that requires every single person in your guild participating in it. At every, you know, during that day to be successful. And while I know when this stuff came out, I thought that was a great idea because we like to achieve things as a guild. Um, It's a good feeling, but it's also not a good feeling when person A has to go on vacation and now you're not meeting your goals or, you know, person B has, you know something going on for two days and ends up missing stuff and everyone suffers for it. I think that just the fact that every single day of the month, all 50 people in your guild are having to do something that affects every single person is kind of 
a flaw, even though it does promote community and participation and working together. All things I love. But that's the good thing about the raids too, right? Because at least at the beginning, you probably want all everyone participating every single day. And beating things is a team effort. But uh, at the same time, in a lot of places, if three or four or five people don't miss or miss the raid or can't be there for it, it's not your, the whole guild's not going to suffer for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's just the amount of time going in. If I wanted to go up to my cabin in, uh, in up in Prescott here in Arizona, zero cell service, no internet. If I wanted to do that, everyone in the guild would suffer for it. Yep. No, I, because I, I can't play it. That's a good point. Um, I think that is definitely a flaw. It's, and it's one of those things you can't really get around right now, at least with raids only. I mean, raids kind of give you some flexibility there. Territory wars, territory battles don't really give you any of that flexibility, which can be quite frustrating for uh, guilds. Yeah. Yep, for sure. I'm glad this raid is coming. I think it will really help another way to bring guilds together. All I, I just... I've said it before, my favorite thing about raids is just the whole community, not just guilds, coming up with ways to beat it, how to be the most efficient at it. Agreed. What the best teams are. It's just, that's the most fun I see in this game, community-wise, is just everyone coming up with ideas to work around the mechanics of the raid to get the best output. I love that about raids. I agree. I used to not be crazy about raids, but I have come around on them. And I like them a lot more than I used to. (laughs) That second question. CG said they were considering adding platoons to Territory War. Would this be a good thing or a bad thing? I think it would be a great thing. I don't know. What would it do? I don't know. What would it do? It would take away from your defensive teams. It would take away from your offense teams. It would make everything more more randomized it wouldn't all i here's my problem with territory wars used to be my favorite part of the game now i hate it because i hate slamming my head against the cls wall for 24 hours and then you know after 18 getting through the cls wall and then finding yourself up against an rjt wall and then slamming your head against that you know it's just i want if 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 platoons can make it uh whereas Okay, for this one, this is the type of platoons that are offered. So your defense is going to have to be based around something completely different than you had planned. Okay, well, now there's some more uh, thought to this and, and more strategy that you have to do. I just think it would, it'll add more planning and strategy and more random randomization so that not every single territory war is the same exact thing. And that's what I want. I don't want to... I, I I hate when the uh, attack phase opens and you click on their front wall and it's all CLS or it's all RJT and you're like, well, this is going to be a great time. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. All right. So there's a lot of speculation in the community about different reworks like Jedi, Bounty Hunters, and Separatists. Which of these are most likely, and when do you expect to see any of these being introduced? Do you know of any specific releases 
that would likely to coincide with any of these. No? Uh, I mean, I feel like Sith rework uh, could and is happening, but as far as uh, Jedi or Bounty Hunters, Separatists, I, I don't know. I think it would kind of take a new event or something. I think at some point Jedi are going to get it. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Bounty Hunters get it here pretty soon because of Dark Side Territory battles. Uh, we got these other Dark Side characters coming in to help make that easier. And uh, the Bounty Hunters, you know, are obviously needed for, you know, the special missions there. So uh, That's the only reason I could see that one happening very soon. Yeah. Because right now they're just meh. They can beat the they can beat that mission, but there's one team, and the, and even that one team isn't definite that they're going to beat it every yeah. time, unless they're just all gear twelve, you know. So, of all those, the one that needs the most for what's in the game right now is the bounty hunters. They need reworked and they need new ones. Yeah, that's true. Bring on Django. Next. Next up. The Vader Palp reworks are not big news for February. What do y'all suspect is the big news? Will it be a new game mode? What will you expect? Raid. Next. That's what I think, too. (laughs) This was asked uh, before the... um, Yeah. I feel like we've beat that one with... Beat beat that horse to death. Yep. Sorry, Rand. I know you're you're out there watching. But uh, I think you asked that right before the... uh, if I'm wrong and you're asking this after you found out about the raid, I will gladly uh, revisit it. But I think Ooh. you asked right before the uh, thing. I, I really like this idea. Uncamp just put this in the live chat uh, where there was like, say, a banned character list in Territory War. Mm-hmm. So like uh, one, you can't use CLS. Next one, you can't use RJT or you can't use BB-8. Or if they just had like a random selection of characters that were unavailable, that would be really interesting. Uh, that'd be a really interesting way to kind of change things up and force people into building, you know, actual different teams. I really like that, especially if on the cap monthly calendar, when they put it out, they put those banned characters on the calendar. Oh, yeah. So you knew ahead of time, so you had to make your strategy before it came up, yep. and you were ready when it came up. And That'd be, it, I think that's an awesome idea. Even if they're not banned, perhaps, you know, like uh, minus 50% protection or, you know, negative attributes of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next question. Where are we at? Uh, oh, if it's big, if it's big enough to invite, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, really? Okay, Iwuka. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys think is the best strategy for territory war? Is your guild doing it, and does it work? Uh, Wouldn't you like to oh, know? No. What are you trying to do to us? Yeah, it's ex- you, um, you're you're trying to get me to expose myself. So right here on the sh- the podcast, I, I'll just state a few things that I see pretty often, and let you kind of take it where you will. 
I have noticed <laughs> uh, it seems like a lot of guilds really make the top two territories insanely difficult to help protect ships because everybody thinks ships are an easy win. I kind of feel like if you're loading up there, there's probably a lot of weaker teams in you know, the back bottom four character territories that might be easy pickings, but I don't know. Um, yeah. What do you think? I, it's tough because you got the two in the front. So basically, I think the best way to go is to load up. Let's say you have a dice and you got the five, right? So you got the one, two. No, that doesn't. Forget that. Throw that out the window. If you draw a house, you got your four walls and the and then the roof. Put it on side. So you know on the uh territory war map, you got the the two in the front, and then you got the one in the middle. So the one in the middle is available to you if you go two to the bottom or to the yeah. top. I think the best defense is to is to either Protect two on the top and the one in the middle, or the two in the bottom and the one in the middle, as I, uh, your strongest defenses. Hundred percent agree. I think that middle territory needs to be one of your best defenses. Yep, because either way they go, top or bottom, they're going to be able to get to that middle spot. Yep. And if they can get that middle spot going through ships, now they can get to the back on characters and ships. Yep. Or if they go to the bottom, they got two two whole character areas to roll through. So you want, whether they get through the top or the bottom, that middle section to pr- always protect that middle section. That way they have to go the other route to get there. Yep. Or go through it. Agreed. So, that's, I think that's, that's the way I'd say to go. I would agree. All right. You're up. All right. Question, any chance will we see any use for the 4,000 challenge gear we have piled up? No. I still have hope for a up up conversion on uh, these things. I have hope, but... Give me 10 and you get one. Someday, maybe. God, I'd love that. I don't know that it'll ever come, but I wish that would, uh, I wish that would be the case. So... Uh, with news of a new raid coming, how would you like to see CG streamline the rest of the content in the game to make room for it? We've kind of talked about this some. I want to see... I mean, they've already, they're already kind of doing that with Simmable, Galactic War. I think they will make raids Simmable. We kind of talked about that earlier. Um, I kind of think those are the... Those are kind of the biggies. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think that's, that's the way they do in the Galactic War Sim, uh, something with Rancor Raid at some point. Uh, there's really nothing else that takes a big chunk of time besides territory battles and territory wars, and I don't see them changing those anytime soon. So yeah, that's where, where I think that's at. Cool. Um... New raid announced, and it's Sith-themed, based on the Old Republic time period. Who do you think will be the reward character? Characters, if Treya or, and Sion? And do you expect we'll get a level cap increase to 90? We've kind of already talked on character rewards. I want to talk, based on this question, on 
raid rewards. Okay. Do you think that we're going to be getting gear 12 gear from this new raid? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I think there's a good chance we get. Well, if not, what is it getting? Gear 13. Gear. Nah, you don't. I, I, I don't see another gear tier with this raid. I wouldn't be surprised to see level cap hit 90 and a new gear level. Wouldn't be surprised. Let me tell you what I see. Okay. And you can tell me if you can see this too. I see six and seven star mods coming into the game only available from the Sith raid. Yeah, that's kind of how they, I mean, that's how they had it in the beginning was there were mods that you could only get from the raids. So if they if that's how they choose to introduce six seven star mods, I would I would be totally cool with that. Yeah, make Please. them uh make them the main reward focus of the raid and then just throw in gear 12 pieces as the bonus. I would love that. Because obviously you don't have a raid that offers gear 12 pieces, right? So Add those as a Good as a, an add-on to six and seven star mods, and I think you'd have a pretty good raid reward system there. Yep, totally agree. Uh, with the possibility of a level cap increase, do you think we'll get a new tier for challenges and credit heists and what could be in them? I could see maybe be credit heist if they actually do a level cap increase. New tier for challenges, I hope so, but I'm not counting on it. Um, I think... I think it's well, more likely that we would see um, different events or something, but, you know, I would love to see new challenge tiers. We got the upgrade to the challenges with the last level upgrade, so, I mean, I don't see yeah. it out of the realm of possibility. That's what it point. would give you, I don't know. Um, I would hope that it would give stun me cuffs and stun, guns. stun cuffs and stun guns, yeah. And maybe some Mark III holo projectors. Yep, that would be nice. The the big three of the lower the group of things, but maybe some. I don't know. It, it's amazing. All I know how is those that are still such a grind. Every every time, uh, it's, you know what? You get to the point where you're like, okay, I finally got a Carbonti, but I only have ten stun guns. Yep. You know, so. Ooh, I like that. That idea, Rancor gear and new challenges and phase out Rancor. I think well, that was be always more likely to sim the Rancor, but I do like that idea. Well, if we if we rehash what we've done in past episodes, um, I still think it would be awesome to have a challenge for the Rancor, where where you ran the Rancor, you got sim tickets for the Rancor challenge where you could just run the Rancor challenge and get your gear without having to run the Rancor. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be cool. sim the Rancor, get your challenge tickets, take them to the challenge for the Rancor, get your free crap and then get out. Yep. All right. So. Uh, and then credit highs, they could bump up a little bit, but yeah. What sort of mechanics Example, turn meter rejection or topples, do you think will be key to the new raid? That is a good, good question. I think, uh, so, I think this is easy. I think it's going to be damage because I think Darth yeah, Nihilus is going to have his, them. 
I, I mean, I think Darth Nihilus is going to have his Annihilate ability. I, th- I, I think they're going to make it to where there's not much you can do about him taking someone out. I wouldn't be surprised if they are trying to build a raid that cannot be so- soloed, you know? I mean, they kind of did that with Hiroka AD, but, uh, I mean, and eventually new characters will get you there, but... Yeah, all I, things pass. That's true. Um, yeah, I just, I kind of think damage will be the big thing because they seem to make make stuff like TMR and stuff like that much less accessible. Um, well, yeah, they just disable it. So then you that's not yeah. the way that you can beat this one like they yeah. did with uh, the Heroic AT. I think one a cool idea for, like, let's say Darth Nihilus in the raid. Let's say if he had a debuff on him, he wasn't able to annihilate someone. But the minute that debuff went off him, if he took a turn without a debuff, he was able to annihilate you. That's pretty interesting. That'd be an interesting mechanic. So trying to keep a debuff on him at all times, something like that. Um, Just interesting little mechanics like that, I think, would be cool in this raid. Yeah, for sure. And uh, one thing that I would really like to see is something similar to the heroic AAT. I think that the AAT was really well designed and that each phase is pretty much completely different. Phases two and four are pretty similar, but they still are different. There are certain mechanics that work in one phase that don't work in the other and vice versa. I think that is a really good way to do a raid and I kind of hope we see something similar where each phase is really like a whole new challenge. Yep. I, I, I'm i really excited for this because we haven't had a raid in a long time. So whatever happens, I am ready for it. So bring it on for real. All right. Uh, Armatech gear is available for purchase with crystals. Do you think Yoda or Bumble will follow? No. No, because not Armatech, not all Armatech pieces are available for purchase. That's kind of a I see those reason. other pieces of Armatech gear being added slowly and i would never assume that yoda or bumble would be thrown in there until those were all in there and i don't even see them going in there agree you know general kenobi's not in there han solo's not was never in there i don't see hoda or bumble going in there agreed with the new raid should we expect a cap increase yes yes um with pa- durhai with Sorry, Palp- go ahead. <laughs> with Palpatine's rework, do you think a team composed of Knight Sisters with Adventurous Lead and Palpatine, aka Shock Sisters, could become meta? Palp's health steal works amazing under Adventurous Lead, not to mention the stuns with TMR. It's kind of interesting. I've never heard of this team, so I can't really speak to it. I haven't either. Um, I am going to go look at. What's her face is? Ventress. Leader of Bully. Oh, good old what's-her-face. Good old what's-her-face. All right. Assage Ventress, the good old Navy. Uh Night Sister allies have plus 30 speed, plus 30% offense. Gain 50% turn meter when they fall below 100% health. And have a 50% chance to remove 20% turn meter when they damage an enemy. This TMR can't be resisted. 
So the interesting mechanic here is the fact that um so they gain the 50% turn meter when they fall below 100% health. Do you know why that's interesting with Palpatine? Why is that? Because he steals health from his own people. Ooh. So he could steal the health and then instantly give all of them 50% turn meter. Which could be really interesting. I mean, I definitely see the appeal there. Uh, offense Very up. niche. Yeah. Very niche. Offense up, but- shocks. You would probably need healers to kind of heal them back, but I don't know. That that might be really interesting. Uh, if you do test that, please let us know how it goes because that sounds super, super cool. And if you came up with that name, I love it. Shock Sisters yeah, is Shock awesome. Sisters. Sounds like an 80s hairband. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Female hairband. Right. <laughs> Why do the devs hate the Jedi? Well, I think that is pretty clear. Because they're clone lovers. They're Empire scum. Ah, uh, that could be it too. I mean... I'm pretty sure that they have kind of like, you know, if you go to Washington, you can find the Declaration of Independence framed wherever it is or in a whatever they have it in just being on display. Yep. I'm pretty sure if you, if you could find the written order 66 uh creed, it's probably on the wall at CG. <laughs> so, keeping the Jedi down, huh? Always keeping the Jedi down. All right. Someday Final they will question. rise in. Will this new raid be like the Heroic AAT launch and be delayed again? Or have they learned the lesson and wait to announce until they are sure it was ready? <laughs> Who knows? No idea. The real, the, to me, the real question is, does it release with the same five-day difficulty that normal heroic raid or heroic AAT raid did. The same way that dark side territory battles did. Like, are we going to get this raid and go in there and smash our best players up against a wall that gets us 30,000 damage before That's they die? Question. That's what I want to know. I do not want that. I want a, I want a raid that is, Hard and you have to figure out, but not impossible. Agreed. Why and while heroic AAT normal original was not impossible, it definitely should never have taken five days for a normal. Yeah. I mean it was uh yeah, it was lengthy and not easy. That is for sure. <laughs> Just okay. Topples. Big big thing about phase two and four of the heroic AT was topples. Remember the amount of health on those turrets in the original heroic AT or regular I don't. AAT raid? Well, it was ridiculous. You could maybe get one topple with four people alive. And then when it came back, there was no way you were toppling again. That's just how bad it was back then. Yeah. I want I want a crisp Good launch. I don't know that what we're going to get. I I think we'll get a crisp launch, 
my question is the difficulty setting and whether it has to be reworked. Yeah. So if I had to ask, or if I were wondering, that's what I would wonder. All right. You know what time it is. I do know what time it is. Um, It is this time. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. (laughs) So before we move on, I want to ask you a question. Okay. You're not drinking tonight because you have a tattoo appointment tomorrow. That is What are you doing? Still working on my side. The, uh, the Yoda tattoo? Uh, yeah, the quote. Yes. Gotcha. I thought that might be it, but I was curious. This should be the last session, and then, uh, then I'm gonna move on to something else. Probably my arm. A bumble? Perhaps. Actually, so I seen this really cool tattoo that was a stormtrooper mask that was like done in watercolor, kind of, but it was also kind of oh, I, I don't know how to describe it. Just kind, I don't know. It was really, really awesome, and I kind of want to do that, but I don't know. Right there, this is where I'm getting bumble. Just right there. Please do it. <laughs> if I could convince amazing. my wife, I would totally do it. <laughs> I would All get right. I would get that Bumble logo that's that's in my uh, my Goodnight Punk logo. Oh my god! And yes. right there, the face just I love Can, that. I uh, love that. Logo. Okay, if we got enough signatures, would your wife let you do it? I can ask her tomorrow. <laughs> Let's Is this like one of those, if I get 50,000 retweets, will you do this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's turn it into one of those things. Yeah. See how it goes. Just tell her it's my punishment. And I'll <laughs> pretend like I'm so mad about it, and then we'll get... You do get owe it. a punishment. I do. Bumble tattoo. Forearm. I know you hate it. It's <laughs> a good idea. I like it. Dude, I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Well, I got the trivia. Right, her. Boom. What's the score, Mr. Man? Uh, the score is six to seven. You are up. Say that again. Six to seven. Not that part. The last part. Six to seven. No, not that part. The end part. Yeah, I I, I don't remember. Oh, I I forgot. All right. Six to seven. Serve punk. All right. So here we go. Question one. Are you ready? I am ready. Indeed, sir. And I would like to say thank you to Teshkarn 
for throwing all these questions together today for the podcast. Not only that, but Teshkaran will, from now on, be the official question master going forward. So uh, if you have any questions that you would like to submit or would like to help Tesh out at all, you can hit him up in our Discord chat. He is usually there just kind of chilling. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to add that to the announcements in the Discord channel just so everyone knows who they're looking for if they got an idea for these questions. Probably a good idea. All right. Question one. Here we go. Let's do it. Trivia one. Up to three points. Name all the characters in the Wampanator team that soloed the heroic AAT. This is cheating because you know the team better than I do. Oh, I know the whole team because I use it. I'm not 100% sure this is it, but I think it is. I got my answer. I got mine. All right. All right. Tell me Let's if this is correct because I'm sure that you know. Uh, Vader, what Wampa, CLS, BB-8, and Theron. That is the answer. Okay. Good. Deal. Vader, Wampa, CLS, Theron, BB-8. All five, three points. Miss one, two points. Miss two, one point. Miss three, zero points. So we both got three points. Oh, three points. What? That is exciting. 10 to 9. 10 to 9, good sir. 10 to 9. Oh. Question 2. I forgot I had that. I'm just going to be quiet after uh, and wait for you to realize what's going on every time. <laughs> All right. Which ship is the fastest in the game? This is here because you messed it up last week. <laughs> okay. I don't remember did what we I asked. Last the, did week. we get this ass last week? <laughs> I don't remember this last week. I feel like I'm probably putting the same answer as last week, but I don't remember for sure. What do you got? Did you put one or did you put multiple? I put one. Okay. Put the slicer. Ooh. Here's where we get the problem. I put silencer. Ooh. That's a problem. So whether he... If he used the the slang, you might get it. If he used the right answer, then I might get it. I think the slang counts, though. (laughs) I I think. I'm not sure. All right. What's the answer? Is it Poe? Apparently it's Poe. Poe, whose max speed is 196. See? Look look at the thing. You see it? That's what I put. I put Poe. It's too bad that's not what you said. That could have really went well for you. I spoke incorrectly. (laughs) Question three. I literally sat here and just went quiet, thinking it would take you forever, and you instantly hit it. I'm impressed. I'm on my game. You are. <laughs> Impressive. All right. Some people have been messing up which abilities Palp and Vader got. Organize these into Palp Group and Vader Group. 
one. I'm gonna read off. I'm gonna read them off slow. You put it in a category, and then I'll read the next one. Right? Okay. So Vader, Palpatine. This is number one. Regains health when dots expire. Okay. Next, grants turn meter when enemies' debuffs expire. Okay. Three, immune to turn meter reduction. Okay. Supposedly. As he says supposedly for some reason. <laughs> Four, increased protection as a unique. Okay. Five, has attacks that cannot be evaded. Okay. All right. What do you got? All right. I have one, three, and five for Vader, and then two and four for Palpatine. Same thing as you. If you're looking at the screen, I got the same thing. So the answer is Palp, two and four, Vader, one, three, and five. So we both got it right. How many points we get? Two points, only if you got them all correct. We got some chat here saying Palp may be. Sorry. Palp may be five if you count his second special. Interesting. What was the second special? The heal. Ah. And the da- the health decrease is unavoidable. Interesting. I see what you guys are saying. Neither of us put that, so it's not going to be a game breaker for us, but I like where your head's at. Because it definitely is not going to be avoided, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it can be. But it doesn't state it, but either way. All right, I'll play it again. Alright, Holdo's natural speed is astoundingly slow. Order these slow (laughs) AF characters from (laughs) slowest to least slow. Maul, Holdo, Kanan, Sith Trooper. (laughs) God, I don't even know where to start. Who was the other one? Sith Trooper Holdo, Kanan, and Maul. Alright, I got my answer. I also have my answer. What do you got? Sith Trooper, and then whoever had the name that started with the H. Oh, Holdo, and then Kanan, and then Maul. I got the same, except Sith Trooper, instead of being at the beginning for me, is between Kanan and Maul. Okay. All right, let's see. Controversy. All right, here it is. Holdo is the slowest. Kanan and Sith Trooper are the same, and then Maul. Damn it. Which is the order that I put them in. (sighs) One point per correct position, so that's four points, sir. Yours are all wrong. No, 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 no. One, 
Oh, sorry. Maul is right two. for you. No two. If Kanan and Sith Trooper are the same, then I okay. get two. All right. So four for me, two for you. That's a stupid question. <laughs> question number five. All right. Question five. Here we go. Which resistance characters can grant themselves or others foresight? There are a lot. Repeat that one more time. Which resistance characters can grant themselves or others foresight? There are a lot. That is quite interesting. Oh. I have five, but I'm unsure of one. I just added another one, so I'm at six. I think that's all I'm going to get. I don't think the other ones of the the four left over, I don't think, do it. Oh! God, how did I almost forget that one? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, what do you got? Alright, I am showing that I have Holdo, R2, Ray Jedi Training, BB-8, Rose, Resistance Pilot, and Ray. Does Rose? I got all the same ones, but Rose. Oh, okay. What does Rose do? Gives foresight. When? Oh. It's a guess. <laughs> It's a good question. I'm just hoping she does it sometime. I don't care when. I'm looking now. Okay. And she doesn't. Damn it. Okay. So if... Either way, we're going to get the same amount of points. But let's see. There are six. Okay. So mark them off. Holdo. BB-8. R2. Okay. Ray Jedi Training. Okay. Resistance Pilot. Okay. Scavenger Ray. Cool. Nailed it. Yep. BB-8 was the one I was unsure of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what when he does it. So let's see. When does BB-8 give I believe it's on his Illuminated Destiny. Not. What is it on? I'm looking. So how many points is that for each of us? One per correct, so six. Actually, one per correct minus one per incorrect. So six for me, five for you. No, that's wrong. 
How, how is that wrong? Because I disagree with it. <laughs> it literally says that. And you said rose. That, that needs to start being in the question. Tesh. <laughs> it's on the screen. You could have looked. I, you think... Here's BB-8's. BB-8's is as unique. When BB-8 takes damage, he has a 50% chance to gain foresight for two turns. Oh, yeah. Um, you think I am actually going to risk when my internet's already jacking up that I am going to take a chance on uh, trying to watch a live stream? Must be insane. Well, that's true. Then then I guess the lesson is ask me how the points are uh, distributed. Not that I not that I knew that when I wrote my answers either, so we were on an even playing field there. Whatever. Whatever, Dan. Alright. <laughs> well Alright. That pretty much What's the final what's the score right now? Twenty-two eighteen. Well, I believe there's something on the next few slides. Oh. Some kind of announcement. So I'm going to slide down one. I forgot about this. So what we got here says, that's all for this week. Next week, dot, dot, dot. I'm intrigued. What is this? I don't even know. Here we go. We will have our first theme, which can only be dot, dot, dot. Oh, snap. Sith. And it's got a picture of the uh, Sith Triumvirate. Ooh. Hmm. Very interesting. interesting. All right. I kind of know nothing. I kind of like the hint about questions next week. I, I that's kind of a cool idea. I like it. I'm gonna go review the Sith characters this week. <laughs> I may as well. I no. may as well. All right. <laughs> well, that pretty much concludes. Oh wait. Oh my God. We forgot something. Why did we forget? That does not conclude this episode because uh, Patreon, patreon.com, if you want to support the podcast, you can go there and support us. We would greatly appreciate it. But we have giveaways. We do. We have giveaways. You know what? We said this in the announcement for this podcast. Here we are at the very end where, you know, most people have gone to sleep and they are done with things. To the rest of you that are still here troopering on with us, we appreciate you. Um, If you are a Patreon or a Twitch subscriber, we've got some news for you because the giveaways are not done. We are giving away gift cards to our Twitch sub subscribers. Twitch sub subscribers, Twitch subscribers, <laughs> and our Patreons. Indeed. So if you are a, if you are on the first level, our Patreon, you will be getting a chance at a what kind of gift card? Wink. All right. So for Patreon, what we are doing is we are going to give away a thirty dollar uh, iTunes or Google Play gift card to our five dollar and up Patreon subscribers, and then we are going to give a ten dollar card to our $2 and up subscribers. So, um, what I have done here yeah. is I have a spreadsheet. This spreadsheet has everybody in it. It has a list of the $5 and it has a list of 
you know, like the $2 Patreon guys. And what I'm going to do is I've got a random number generator here. It's going to give me a random number for separately for each one. And uh, whoever's name on that list corresponds to that number is going to win. All right. What do you say we roll? Roll it. All righty. And the winner for the $30 gift card. Oh my god, I know who this person is and I cannot You're think You're leaving of me in suspense. I know! <laughs> uh, alright. Oh my god, why do I not have either of these... Like, I know both of these people. And, uh... Message me on Discord and I'll tell you who it is. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Give us one second, we clearly have this really, really well thought out. This is building up the suspense. For all, for the, the, for the, you know, for all those people that listen to this podcast and are not the winner, you don't want to wait because it's not you. But for to that one person, this means the world. So, yep. James, I'm pretty sure no, I know not one. James. Uh, I do believe that's Elon Mustard, and the other one is. Good God. See? It's tough when they're, they're just real names. See? I believe that's also someone in Chattered Order. I think it is, too. And I swear that was I'll tell you in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Why don't you go to the Twitch subs and I'll tell you who the other one is. Alrighty. Alright, we are going to the Twitch. And, um... What I did is I pulled the list of all of our Twitch subs right before the episode, and I've got same thing. I got a big list of you guys, and I'm going to pull a random number, and that person is also going to get a $30 iTunes or Google Play gift card. And the answer, let's see, is Sydney Lawyer. So, Sydney Lawyer. Sydney Lawyer on Twitch. Make sure you hit uh, hit up me or Goodnight Punk, and we will get you your gift card. Uh, this is we are going to start doing this at the beginning of every month. So make sure that you keep those uh, Twitch subscriptions coming. And if you want to have a shot at the ones for the Patreons, go jump on board there as well. Yep. And um. We don't want to give out the names, so it's kind of hard to say who the winner is. But uh, we will post it in the podcast chat once we get the actual in-game name of the people from Patreon. Problem with Patreon is it puts everyone's real name and not their in-game name, and we don't want to throw everyone's real name out there into the world if they don't want that. I actually think I can figure it out real quick. Okay, you tell me. You carry on through the rest of the plugs. All right, rest of the plugs. Here we go. So if you want to support us on Patreon and to be part of these awesome giveaways every month, you can follow, you can go to patreon.com slash shattered order. Ah, what? God, hands of God. Hands of God. Okay, that makes sense. So our winners tonight are Sydney Lawyer... Hands of God and Elon Mustard. So all of you have won this month's gift cards 
for our Patreons and Twitch subscribers, and we will get in contact you with you, or we will put it in the podcast chat for you guys to make sure you know you won and uh, get with us, and we will get you those gift cards. So, patreon.com slash shattered order if you would like to support the show through Patreon. If you want to, if you want to support us through Twitch, we're at Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash shattered order. Cool thing about Twitch is if you have Amazon Prime, if you connect it to your Twitch account, you can subscribe to us, which gives us much needed and much appreciated uh, currency while costing you nothing. Yes. There are still options that can cost you money and still give to us there if you want to do that instead of Patreon. It will give you all the cool emotes, the cool color on your Discord name, everything else Indeed. as well. Um, so check that out. Either of those, if you want to support us, that would be awesome. And um, last thing to plug is the Beer of the Month Club. There's a link on our Twitch that you can uh, join us as uh, we drink. Yes. Wink couldn't drink today, but I've been drinking this Lakewood Lager out of that box all night, and this mm. stuff is freaking delicious. So check that out as well. Um, we got a lot of stuff coming up this week. There's a lot of stuff I'm sure is still to come in February. Uh, Sith Marauder will be out by the time the podcast comes out next week, so we'll be talking about him a little bit more, our experience with him, yep. and everything else that's going down. What Indeed. else you got, Wink? You got something? Um, I was going to say, don't forget that we'll, we will be giving out um, another either microphone or headphones this month, so stay tuned to when that'll be and how we'll be doing it. Yep, for sure. So the last thing I want to say is thanks to Blue Designs and Blue Microphones for all their support, you know, making our podcast even better than it is. We appreciate them for their sponsorship and uh, appreciate them for uh, helping out our listeners with some awesome prices. So absolutely, thank you guys. So until next week, we hope you enjoyed this almost three hour episode with all the crazy information that we got this week it was a lot of fun to talk about it and it was a lot of fun to hang out with you guys so until next week we will see you soon later Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.